This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. everyone clears the bus and then he has kind of like a minute yeah but, but it gets into a game where like basically what always totally wound up happening is toby goes last to stage and i like to go late too because i got burnt too many times on being over there like where's everybody or whatever yeah. so then you start playing the game with who's last kind of a thing and you see who it bothers the most that you're ready or not ready well the like, person the people with the gear have to be yeah. Before ever, before the people without the gear. Well, but if you have full crew and you do the straight to yeah. stage thing, and you've already got that going, then it becomes a little bit of a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you see if I can get my guitar plugged in before the first song. Yeah, yeah. That was there was a time when Under Oath said, you know, Tim made the argument of why you needed to have crew, <clears throat> you know, no matter what it cost, because it was ex- freaking expensive. To have it where you could, no matter what, just walk the stage and it was tuned, and like you, all you had to do is walk to it, so that the first time anybody could see you, they could totally freak out. That was right. his logic. It's worth that, just so that the first time you saw Tim, right, freak out. I was like, well, that's definitely right. So I definitely thought that was better. That, I don't think. I mean, it's better that's now, cool, but yeah, that's that's definitely like you know, every singer does that where they want to come on stage and get a big. Yeah, whatever reaction, but like I don't know. I feel but like it gets in your head once you are that, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Ha- and then not only then you have to wait, you got to be the last one off the bus, and then you got to make them wait. Like, but that's what they actually want, though. That's what that they want. Is yeah. what everybody wants. Well, but you have to actually be that, and that's a your your presence is scarce, right? That's why they're you paying have to, to think come. of it that way somehow, which doesn't seem good. It's a scarce resource. You can't you can't just uh, proliferate it and expect people to pay lots of money to see you. Yeah, but that's... Your presence. But sometimes people wind up becoming like that because the demand for it from the audience. So then you... Then you it's True. like it cultivates lead singer syndrome itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I... Like, we don't have crew now when we go out and I just set up whatever, like, in front of people and say hi to people and, like, plugging in my pedal board and stuff and i feel like it is it's like more real but it's less fun for like probably for them because it's yeah. just there's no mystique there's no yeah big entrance it's just like hey and they're like holy shit you're here and i was yeah i said on my gear that's what i do yeah <laughs> and the way well the way fans look at bands too they might think it's kind of sad like yeah, it is. oh they it's don't pathetic. even have anybody to yeah 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 no no yeah yeah well i don't care i buy more merch yeah, you know, like I'll take your pity as long as it. <laughs> we really got to support. Translates. Them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we really got to support these guys. Yeah. 
I think it's the um, weird part is the it's like uh, like JT from Hawthorne Heights is super this way. He strikes me like um, like the shopkeeper at the tourist resort that picks you up from the hotel and then checks you into the checks you into the hotel. Like he's the taxi driver. He shows up. He's you know what I mean. The the same guy that works at every part of the resort. Yeah. Uh, you know, where he's the shopkeeper and he just takes, takes care of everything. He's on stage yeah. and then he's at the merch table and then he's doing this. And then, you know, you just kind of run like that, that you're, you're that way too. That's McDonald's very much that way. Do you think of it that way? Like you're a shopkeeper and it's just your business. It's a mobile shop and you're just at, at all the different phases of it. I mean, uh, yeah, it used to be, but now when I'm on tour, I really just try to be a, a singer in a band yeah. and we'll do like the VIP and stuff. But like, I try to like, I always have a TM now. And I always make sure that they're like running damage control and buffer and all that. Yeah. Because otherwise I just get too stressed out. I yeah, I know. Running around doing everything. Yeah, the different head spaces can be difficult. I, yeah. It is yeah. kind of funny though, whenever you're a young band and nobody knows who you are, when you get up to set up yourself, there's kind of a nice anticipation. Yeah, because people don't know. Yeah, people are like, are you? Yeah, what are they going to be? Oh, this guy looks, you know. Oh, wow, look at that drummer. He's taking a shirt off. Holy shit. Yeah, but what you're really doing. (laughs) That's what they said about you. I never did that. But, uh, well, actually, at one time, we all played in our underwear. But there was no, (laughs) Toby, we on? We on, son. Yeah, Toby's late. Uh, I already started rolling the recording, so cool. can join us there a second. Um, when when the band is coming on stage that you haven't seen, you get to be the perfect situation. Of, it's a game because you get to be a judge. You get to judge each person individually yeah. and think about what you think about them. And you're really trying to say, based on what I see, do I know I think they're going to sound good or bad? And then you get to find out right away, you know, if they're good or bad kind of thing. And my favorite is when you're watching a band and they're sound checking and they're just getting their guitar set up. And there's that little thing where you hear what what they you think you can tell they're a good player just by the way they played at one chord or hit a drum, you know, that feeling of like, oh, this guy's good. You can almost tell sometimes that some musicians are another level above or if they play something you're familiar with when they're just noodling or something, you're like, this is going to be great. I love that one. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's like 17 year old Matt Carter, but that's probably not the average fan judging people's, you know, musical, you know. Abilities to based on based does. on their though the average fan doesn't know anything about music. They yeah, all they, they do, like. all all of our fans that at our level are like all play guitar. That's the way I think of it. Yeah, I think of it like oh, they all do this too. I mean, you know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I think of it. So we said let them in. Okay, well, I guess. Are you sure you want to let them in? <laughs> That'd be funny. Just made them wait. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. Ask Toby. He knows what the average fan thinks. Toby, you hear us? I do. Hey, Toby. Excellent. We're already hey, rolling. Hey, Matt McDonald. How's it I going, dude? Forever. I know. It's been like four days. Wow. You recording your audio, Toby? I certainly am. Um, we're talking about two things. One is that the way that your psychology must go to always Wait. be. Okay, what? go ahead. Yeah. You rolling? Yeah, I am. One is your psychology of why you always have to be the last one off the bus and on stage and how long that delay should be and how that developed. And two, when you're watching a band set up, like no. say it's the opener setting up, are you no. judging those people by their warm up, like in their plug in and the way they 
you know, the way they're carrying themselves. And do you think you can tell before the band starts if they're going to be good or not? And especially due to how their equipment sounds and the way their fingers sound and the way they hit the drum before the song starts. Uh, you want me to answer both of those questions? Start with this last one and then go back to the other I, one. I thought you were going to say, because uh, we just saw McDonald, that uh, y'all were talking about all the nasty shit he said about Amber Lynn. Yeah, we'll save he, that. He got real drunk. Yeah, there he got no. three days ago. He was just, I mean, it was unbelievable the <laughs> shit that Matt McDonald <laughs> said about Amber Lynn. And I don't know why it was so bad. Again, it was, I felt uncomfortable and it was just us. It was just me and Matt. And he just started talking about Amber Lynn in a way that I, I don't know who you talk. I mean, there are some really bad people or, that have lived throughout history that I want to talk about like yeah. that. That I've never even like you did out. about the band Amber Lee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you've never even heard me uh, talk about Hitler in the way that I talk about. <laughs> right. Hitler. I mean, my God. <laughs> uh, okay. So why am I the last person off the bus? Because all I do is just stand there on stage and then go stand on the side of the stage. I mean, it's really stupid for me just to stand like I, I'm adjusting the height of my mic stand. <laughs> uh, uh, let me grab help Josh with this cable. Or that just is it is useless. It feels stupid. And then, of course, every single time what happens is, hey, Toby, hey, you know, say Jesus. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so, just something, you know, and then I just talking to the, the fans and I just feel uncomfortable and I just don't like it. So that's how that develops. There's zero reason for me to be there. And I mean, I, I, I usually do walk out and put my mic up or something or, some, or Josh does or somebody and then. It just doesn't matter. So, do, but do you want it to be a delay before you're out there in the way that, like, you want to keep them waiting just a oh, little bit? Zero. No, <laughs> I want to get done with that fucking show. I do not. I do not if that, if I can get that thing done by nine thirty ten at the latest <laughs> on a headliner, <laughs> that's my dream. What do I, you do in your final moments when the tour manager comes around to everybody out and says, "You got to go. You got to go. You got to go," and then you go back again? You have the extra. How long is that time? And what do you do during that time when nobody's I, ever seen you? I, I'll tell you one thing that I had. How how long till people see me? No, I'm saying, what do you do in those moments where nobody even gets to see? Because I'm always gone by. Them. Oh, right, right. That's what I was going. Okay, yeah. I've been so dragged that, to the stage. That's what I was going to get re get ready to tell you. Well, me I, and Lunsford have seen it. Most I have a little bit of a ritual. I try to warm up my voice. People are always on the bus, so then the bus is completely quiet. It's really nice. When everybody's going off the bus and it's just you there and you know you got to leave or whatever to the show, you know, it's just nice. And so I warm up my voice. But one thing that I have done, I mean, every night of tour for years is I pour because they always act, a lot of places that we play would act weird about uh, if you had alcohol on stage. You know what I'm talking about? Like if like you that. actually take the Maker's right. Mark bottle with you on the stage. Right. Yeah. 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 Or if you have a beer, they just wouldn't, you know, a lot of Christian clubs and, and just, you know, underage stuff. They don't want you to show. I mean, it's all, you know, it's everywhere. It's been like that. So I would always take whiskey and pour it into a water bottle. So I usually would d take a brand new water bottle and waste that, dump it out. Right. <laughs> then I would take the whiskey and pour in a good amount. I mean, I would say, several shots or three or four whiskey, ounces right? at least right? yeah and then i put it in my back pocket you know kind of make it look a little crinkly or whatever and then i kind of hide it behind an what you make it look crinkly 
like that's a step you take to make <laughs> make the bottle look old. Like that's part of what you, what you need to do to make sure. Well, it gets I was through. always I was thinking if it looks crinkly and old, it maybe from stage you won't look exactly like water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly like whiskey. It look more like maybe a tea or I put be the tea bag. Wait, the crinkles stupid. make the water bottle look more likely to have tea in it than whiskey or, or because of the th- crinkles. Well, you might think, wait. That can't be whiskey. Why is the bottle so crinkly? <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. Now, here's the worst part that no one knows. You know how Josh leaves uh, half. Uh, Josh will take a full beer, drink mm-hmm. three sips of it, and then leave four of those around the bus. You know what I mean? Like, you, you find Josh's almost full, lukewarm beers eh, all the time. Everywhere. Eh, mm-hmm. eh, right, everywhere. It's, and it's so frustrating. But here's the thing. I take that whiskey because I think my voice it'll help my voice a little bit, and, but I don't really want to drink it too much. Like I really don't take that much of it, and so most of it, almost every night, gets left on stage. So I think I've wa- <laughs> I think I've wasted a lot, a lot of whiskey. I was thinking about it the other day because oftentimes, so I'll try to remember it, but if you get off there quick, I don't go back for because I don't remember how much is in the whiskey. But is it worth it or whatever? So I think I may have screwed us over in some ways. <laughs> pouring the whiskey like whoever tms you just like graveyard it just like take whatever's left in that bottle and fill up like a larger bottle every night with <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. and then at the end of Refill. the tour someone Bonus someone bottle. loses like a big hand to CeeLo has to drink drink the whole thing. <laughs> <Aussie> style <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's so, the immunity yeah. bottle <laughs> so i've been drinking whiskey on stage forever and this, this is what just blows your mind though I, you know, I was drinking whiskey for my throat for years. And then obviously, you know, there'll be somebody we talked to and goes, well, you know, that whiskey doesn't even touch your vocal cords, right? It just, yeah. it just goes down in your gullet. It and, loosens it doesn't even you touch up. Those. and I was like, yeah, but it does loosen you up. There's it something does. about it. I think beer probably drives me out a little bit, probably even more than cigarettes. I used to, it used to blow my mind. People would smoke before shows. I was like, man, how can they do it? But people would, they'd lose their minds of me drinking beer before shows. And, uh, I think they probably both dry you out a little bit, but, yeah. uh, whiskey and alcohol do definitely make you a little looser so you feel a little more confident even if your voice isn't all the way it's a little bit of a local anesthetic to that voice too right Right. at least the sore part of your throat i think it just slightly more numb like it relaxes you like if you have tension and so your muscles are tight right you know your vocal cords are muscles and so they can be tense too if you're nervous or whatever and you just you relax everything a little whiskey yeah, like Lunsford didn't drink, and then he had a horrific panic attack in San Diego, right? Of, it was just off. one night of not drinking. He lost <laughs> his fucking shit and couldn't come back on stage. Was that the main cause, the no alcohol? No, I did drink. I drank all day. That's oh, probably no, part of it. I was drinking. <laughs> I was drinking. We went to the beach that day. I was drinking IPAs on the beach out in the sun. Oh, oh yeah. That's the worst, That's the worst thing I can think of before a show. Oh, I know. Yeah, well, yeah, because Cassie and the kids were there, so it was like vacation day, right? Not real show day, and then, yeah, now I had Mexican, had my favorite Mexican restaurant, and so there was um, a lot. Yeah, a lot went into that. So, I don't think people understand how hard it is to pull yourself into. I'm hanging out with my wife or my kids, and now I'm going to do this show. That like it is so like even like wives and kids when they you know would ride on the bus or you know early on before we had kids, our wives would ride. And we really basically could only have like one wife out at a time or else it would just have been too much, even for them. I think they recognize that too. You know what I mean? Like, it's just once you can't fully be just Toby on tour and you have to be, you know, husband or father or 
we'll go here yeah. and you know the, oh everybody's going to eat there well we're going to go this way or yeah you, know, you got to make sure they're taken care of and it's just so hard yeah you and know? then you feel like the rest of the tour is having more fun without you or something like that's the right. day they do something real fun they're <laughs> no. talking about how fun it was yeah oh now i'm gone they they're like now toby's gone let's do something fun i or know like they don't they don't like you maybe or i don't know that you happened know, to insecure. me in pomona in pomona jess was there i better talk low because you'll think i'm talking <laughs> shit on it I don't want my wife to hear me. Yeah, fuck you. Um, but but y'all, do you remember in Pomona when y'all were dancing and doing crazy stuff outside the glass house and a cop came? Yeah. Do you remember Joe Head? Josh's dad was there and Josh. That was had my birthday. And, and yeah, Josh's birthday. dad kept us out of jail. Yeah. Kept, <laughs> kept everybody yeah. out of jail. They were all dancing and screaming. They saw a cop pull up and everybody ran onto the bus. We were and funneling then, beers outside in the street at, the, right? at that time. And it was about three in the morning. I mean, rate uh, going insane. It was yeah. the loudest it thing was, in the whole world. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> Joe Head, you know, 60-something-year-old Joe Head comes out, talks to the cop. He says, just keep him in there. Joe Head gets us out of everybody out of trouble. All that. I experienced that whole thing laying beside Jess while she That's slept so in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I heard That's it all. So I could, I was like, I can't get, I just, you know, she, I think she had just flown out. That was the first day we get the whole back lounge to ourselves, you know, everything. And, and you know, and I just heard everybody just having the best fucking time <laughs> on tour. So wild possible. to think back about because I remember it, but I don't remember you not being a part of it. But to me, it's one of those memories. Like remember that time we did all this shit that night right. or whatever. But you don't. That what you want? No. That wasn't you. You don't remember? No, I was I was er, in bed early. <laughs> that I, happened I, to me uh, on the Mayday Parade Pierceville tour where we shared the bus with y'all, and I had my ex out. And the yeah. next to last night in Charlotte, I think y'all did fireworks and destroyed a parking lot. Yes. All oh, night. That, and, oh my yeah. gosh. You missed that? Yeah, I missed, you that. missed I was, that one. I was that, in the back lounge with her, you know. That was one of the top peak experiences nothing. for me on tour. And you that were was there the and didn't night. go we set to fire it. fire to everything. Yeah. <laughs> that club. It doesn't that exist. Was Tremont. 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 Yeah. The parking Tremont. lot. They just had so much old shit. Like, there was a giant, you know, that giant metal twine or whatever, big spools, this huge, like people turn them into tables and stuff. We set one of those on fire and everybody on tour <laughs> ran and jumped over it. Yeah. And then we'd like, like say stuff and everybody was losing their shit. Say stuff. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we just, we were like way doing, just talking and doing pretend stuff and just. just oh, it was unbelievable. We did fireworks crazy. We were climbing on the shit. The sh we used to climb on stuff a lot. But oh, that, we would just climb on the highest things we could find, you know, all night and trespass and stuff like that. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe you. This I is what it, I mean. Yeah. We would just literally do stuff like that every night, every at, night yeah. from midnight to 3.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. It was cause trouble somewhere. And if you think about it, it seems crazy. Tons of crime, tons of trespass, <laughs> whatever, broken stuff, litter, personal property, whatever. But, you know, we were not at all out there, like, hooking up with chicks. What do you expect? We just climb on tall buildings and do dangerous things right. for ourselves, you know, make trash or whatever. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people understand how not conducive road life is to hooking up with chicks. Yeah, well, just, uh, you had to just, go off on your own for that. Yeah. You had to go yeah. do your own yeah. thing. Which means you have to be, you have to be kind no of a fun. bitch. You have to like ostracize yourself from the gr group right. and then be, right. open it's yourself a, up to scrutiny. Like, where is that, yeah. that person? And oh, he's with some girl. And then you kind of, it's yeah, like a it's negative a, connotation. That's a negative. Yeah. That's yeah. a, in our, in like, our, oh, he couldn't, couldn't yeah. hang. Yeah. Our yeah. culture yeah. is 
it it's it's about the way I would say it is it's about the dynamic that is created. It's not about people getting what they want, right? Them individually. It's yeah. like there's a something you can create with that many yeah. people. Twelve, no, you're, fifteen. You're, yeah, people. you're and you're ruining the dynamic if you extract yourself from it. You go take you get you go to try to get something for yourself. Yeah, it's wrong. It, it's wrong. Yeah. It's immoral. It's immoral. Right. Despite, not because of sex. Not is immoral, because sex fine. is involved. Yeah, that's, that's cool and all. As long as you but belong it, here, and the sex stuff. needs to be with the whole group. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All twelve. Well, people. exactly. Let's. But we shared a bus with scary kids, scary kids, scary kids on our first warp tour. <laughs> they know how and to party. <laughs> they just fucked girls all over the bus all the time. Yeah. Like they they didn't go away. It wasn't secretive or sneaky. Like oh, where's Puyon? Like you it knew was where like, he was. yeah, you knew where he was because you're walking in <laughs> looking for your phone charger and he's just railing some chick from behind That's and they don't really care. God. Like, yeah, like it, it was wild. And then we would come home from play. We would come back from playing our set, you know, at one, one o'clock and the whole bus is just full with filled with girls and them partying and smoked out. And like, yeah. we're like, man, we don't really, we don't do that. We, this isn't fun to us. We like, toured with them and, and we had some amazing similar experiences actually with fireworks and wars and parking lots and chaos, but they were, I think they were like two years younger than us too. So they were even more like energetic and rebellious. Oh yeah. They were uh, wild. Like uh, Josh one time I remember, uh, I mean, late there's been a handful of times guys would, you know, there'd be a girl in a town or something. Josh probably was the mo. he was the single guy still is. But uh, I can remember, do you remember in Des Moines where uh, this, I think she might even been like a training to be a doctor or something like that, but she was really pretty and she came to the show and she was super into our band, all stuff. And then uh, her and Josh ended up talking and then they left together. Right. Mm -hmm. And we had to go pick up Josh the next morning. We'd never done that. I mean, anybody in our band. We went because we were all like, "What? We're gonna hear a story here." Josh, wait, Josh gets in. You, you slide devil. You know. <laughs> okay, you, you, okay you, sorry. One detail I'd like to add to this okay. before you continue the story. One of the people on tour with us during that time and that night was Josh's dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was with us <laughs> wow so he gets you you tell us what happened josh said uh he went home with her and they just kind of sat on the couch and talked for a little bit and then she got up and said i'm getting tired i do have to get up early in the morning she went into her room and he said that she came back out in just underwear bra and panties and walked by and walked by him and said oh i think i forgot some over here and he's like oh okay and then she, <laughs> she went back to her room and he just slept on the couch, is what he said. Now, maybe he's lying. Maybe he was lying back then, but that was the story he told. And yeah, we all believed and it. didn't do anything. Well, I mean, we all believed it. And I think to, there's some, I mean, we were, he was very nice. Josh, you know, homeschooled and, you know, he had some girlfriends and stuff, but not, he didn't have much experience. So that's probably early on is overwhelming. I know, you know, he's, he's grown into himself now, but uh, that's just the way it was. We, I mean, also, I was married really early. Dave was married really early. Uh, Devin, and then you, uh, on and off with Bridget until finally you were married. So, I mean, yeah. we just, we just did that. I mean, Matt, Matt, you were married super early. Yeah. Before we ever started touring, like before the summer, did that. the wow. summer before we recorded our first album. Now you're a little different. Christy is going out on tour with you a bunch and plus you're in a band together, but I mean, y'all yeah. were, I saw her around a lot with y'all touring. I mean, she in was the, yeah. In the first year, cause she was Canadian. She couldn't, uh. She couldn't work or anything, so she just came out and did merch. Yeah, and it was, it was totally it, fine. It was a, it was a nightmare. 
<laughs> I've told you guys stories like we fought like there was fights and chaos and yeah. one of the first time I saw you uh one of the first times I feel like we met or really talk hung out was in Detroit have we ever talked about this before and you came in our van and we were all drinking and you were pretty gone I mean you were you'd been drinking a pretty good bit we rode around or something somehow we were together or something and then we pulled back up and dropped you off in front of that really nice club I think maybe it was like yeah. tooth and nail tours you remember the that Fox really nice one? Yeah. yeah super awesome and uh your band was there christy and you got out and y'all just started screaming at each other <laughs> <laughs> i don't like i don't know if they had known where you were or you were drunk or y'all had been i don't know earlier but it was i was like because we were just hanging out i was like man that man mcdonald's pretty cool I mean, she was in late into you. You were late into her. It was really funny. I remember funny. that. I don't remember that at all. And, and you guys had <laughs> I a, believe it. You guys had a bus on that tour. So why were we? Oh, maybe, maybe you were in the bus. You were hanging out was. with us and they were yeah. waiting on you. Oh, yeah, they were waiting to was. drive. Yeah. To drive. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. like she's there with the band. You're just yeah. out partying with us. And <laughs> that could have been actually that, not you couldn't drive or whatever. That could have been Warp Tour too. Because we were always getting lost on Warp Tour and like not with like people would just like disappear. And then whoever had to drive that night would get super mad because we, we were in a van on that first warp tour we did. And someone always had to drive through the night, like eight right. hours. It's the worst. Oh, yeah. It was brutal. Y'all ever uh, picked girls up on the side of the road and put them in the, let them get in the van. No, no. On warp tour, we took random girls to different cities though. Nice. That, uh, well, we were in, you know how wild Virginia beach is? Yes, I do. Like, really fun, right? Wild. Uh, we were out after a show one night, and it was like the first summer our band started to feel real. We were out with Dead Poetic, and it was yeah. like a good tour. And we were just, it was, the album was out, and we we're, it was going. And right. so we went out in Virginia Beach, we were partying, and we met some girls at a bar, and we've been hanging out with them. Anyway, when we were driving away, they were like walking down the street, and like, we were like, hey, do y'all need a ride? And they were like, sure. And they got in. One of them had a bike, and the one girl got in. We just started making out. Just started. <laughs> I swear to God, yeah, we just started making out. Me and the <laughs> girl, and so, just everybody around in the van. We were in like the back seat, just making out. Wow, like hammered, just totally hammered. And then we get to her house, and I was walking her to the door, and she was trying to get me to come in. And I was Shit. like, I was like, yeah, I should come in, I guess, right? Like, yeah, of course. Should I go in lot, just to be her? Her friend with her was like not drunk really and she was like he's not coming in and she was like she was like it's fine it's fine i'm like oh, i don't know what to do and the friend like would not let me come in would not let this girl bring me in so she'd seen it too many times I, maybe <laughs> she was saving you dude but you know that, that's the wildest shit that's ever happened to me. that's what i was getting ready to Nothing say even, even with just the, the making out that's probably the, maybe the best moment of your life yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, it won't, it won't yeah. get better than that i mean i know you had kids and shit but i mean, I mean that's, that that's a dream that's a dream <laughs> if something like that happens to you know, it's like, god like, just decided to bless you one day yeah i girl. couldn't believe it I couldn't you know, believe just it. Drop it on you with no well, effort. Well, there's a thing I'm pretty sure <laughs> that is a thing of purity culture where the the situation tends to be ideal when there's a guy who think who doesn't want to do stuff like that or think think feels bad about it, really doesn't want to. It it really is a gift when you get a really aggressive, you know, yeah. woman that wants to push that thinks that's a little bit cute. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and wants to push. You know what I mean? That's a real blessing. Yeah. 
that but yeah, that I think feels, that's one of the outcomes of purity culture. But you know, it, it but I think it, feels, it, has it feels like every it, every right? adolescent boy's dream is what it feels like. Yeah, but it's but like when you're in middle school and you just imagine some girl turning around and like throwing you up against the lockers and kissing you, and yeah, that would yes. be like your your yeah. your fantasy. Maybe even a blowjob. Maybe even a <laughs> that's right. tug. Oh, but there's yeah. a certain type there's a right. certain type of woman that that that's what she 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 think is she not knows. threatened by that yeah no, and so if you've got a cute guy power. in a band you can kind of like that's mm-hmm. safe for them i think the way is that it kind of really works out somewhat sometimes like that yes matt, matt thinks i'm cute that's nice well i didn't say that but this young lady <laughs> must have thought so or maybe right. she didn't even i don't know that who knows? I don't. I don't yeah. know. I don't understand. The, ne- the next <laughs> morning, no. The next. I mean, you aren't cute now, her but friend you unreal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Two days later, Colin made out with some girl on the subway. Good God, your band is wild. <laughs> some girl from Long Island. Island. We, it was after we had been out all night. It was like four in the morning, and Rams we were on our way back to Long Island, and he was. <laughs> making I think that's probably the most common in the Northeast. That exact behavior. It seems the late night drunken. Well, rando. just yeah, just it just seems like that. Uh, it I, you know I think that for whatever reason. I well, you got to find that you got to stay warm in the Northeast. You, you yeah, could die. You could freeze song, to right? death. You could no, freeze to death. Exactly. The Beach Boys say the Midwest farmers' daughters. No, wait. Who is it that the way they the kiss? Midwest, they do something the, to you. Keep the boyfriends warm at night. There's one of them. It's the way they kiss. The way they kiss. I think. Yeah. It's, I don't know if that's West Coast. But anyway, the way they kiss it knocks you out. No, that's not right. Um, <laughs> keeps their boyfriends <laughs> warm at night. I think. I think it keeps warm the boyfriends warm. Uh, yeah. I wish they what? all could be. I mean, we definitely cared about girls and making women out and, and respecting. That, but, oh, oh. But yeah. something, something <laughs> happened with the band. So, yeah. <laughs> Disrespect. Their feelings and respect. Uh, <laughs> we all have that tattoo. Respect. Um, I respect women. It was weird because once the band started, it really was like we really we didn't call in sick anymore. Like you know, every other job I'd had, I'd call in sick or didn't give a shit about <coughs> it or whatever. The band, we we're just gonna do it and you know risk everything for it. And then yeah, we just ended up meeting our wives, I guess, really quick. And it just didn't. Nothing was there. I mean, there's definitely times where you know. It's funny when you know somebody's kind of into you, you know, like there'll be somebody lingering around or talking a little bit or, or starting yeah. to be a little touchy feely. And I just go, I got, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can't do this. That, that just, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I guess if it would have ever happened once, like if I'd have cheated once and I probably would have cheated a thousand a bunch times. of times. Probably, yeah. Right? yeah. I, think I mean, there's no that. way after you do it one time and it's like yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> it's like a thrill. Yeah. Shit. That was it yeah. though. I swear. No more. No, then you, no. Then, then the brain just like starts looking for the dopamine hit everywhere. It's like, right. Oh, that was so fun. I got to go. I got to get that again. Got to yeah. have it. Yeah. Yeah. You can it's, feel that that would be true. It's a, it's totally addictive. I think probably I wouldn't know. <laughs> I respect I, women. I uh, I did like four days of TMing this random singer songwriter from Nashville. We went to Texas what, a few years ago, and on the drive to Dallas the night before, we were talking, and he was asking, he was like, "So you're married?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "That's cool, man. I, you know, just so you know, you know, if you want to, you know, whatever, fuck around, like, no judgment here." And I was just like, what? <laughs> "Yeah, you like put that out there, like, how considerate." Oh, well, because he hooked up with a, a person every yeah. night. He already had somebody either in the city or he would actively every be looking. Oh, so he's like trying to, to 
trying to dial it in. Yeah, because yeah. exactly. So because we would both get our own hotel room. He would like right. you get your own room because he always wanted to have that available. Wow. Imagine yeah. having that sort of like need. That must be such yeah. a burden to be like, I yeah. need to have somebody every night in my bed. Yeah. yeah. But, but that also be almost as important as his music. It's so much work. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. But also, like, having no judgment on a person that would just, like, cheat on their wife without even thinking about it. Well, like that, I, I just, it, it took me back a little bit. I was like, like what if you, you don't care? Like, I but, can understand, like, hey, I'm not going to say anything. Like, I wouldn't either, you know. Right. But you don't care? You should care a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. It just, it, yeah, it's more convenient for him if you don't judge him, if you're implicated in his activity. Yeah, yeah, you want somebody to share. You want right. people to share that. With, right. That he probably wants you to hook up, and then y'all talk about it the next day. Like, right. He, it, it, that's that part, much bigger part of his life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was, I mean, that's the thing that he could. But he could, it's what? like you, you got to go ahead and tell us who it is. Yeah. Who yeah. Is it? I, I don't. I mean, his name was Matthew Mayfield. <laughs> Come on, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh what? Oh, my God, what's the, what's the matter? He did nothing that's, illegal happened. What? <laughs> It's all consensual. I was he, tour managing Matthew Mayfield. He's a senior <laughs> songwriter from Nashville, Tennessee. Ladies, we, if you want a quick, quick little dip in the he's uh, pretty good, look him up. <laughs> What's the problem? He treats you right. Don't, you think he tried? He, people don't know. He wasn't he tried to married. No, he wasn't okay. married. Oh, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm I just see. saying I was taking it back to heat. Sure. Yeah, no, he wasn't. I thought married. he might have been married or something. That's why. Oh, no, like, I'm sorry. You too. No. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm look what I'm going to do. I'm okay. If you do it too, or something like that. Yes. I say. Yes. Yeah. Well, think about it though. You got to do something like if you're, did you see, what was the, what was the ladies like the ones that he found? I never really, I don't even think I saw them or like saw it even happen. Like, I don't think I saw the he was that smooth. Holy. Yeah. Shit. Like I wouldn't know who he was. He'd go out maybe with multiple people and I don't know who he'd end up bringing back or, it was hard to really because he would basically after the show he'd be like, "Hey, do whatever you want. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll find my way back to the hotel." That's so that's the just, reason he does music. So you, that's maybe, why. Yeah. I mean, probably that's the reason. You know, it's like part of the the whole setup to get to yeah. travel and do that. I'm sure that's worth it for a lot of people. For it's sure, like you gotta have, you gotta succeed. That you gotta keep that going. Basically, that's yeah. what I always thought about, like big tent. Even evangelists that traveled around back in the day would, know, you know what I mean? Like they would go from town to town to town. This yeah. charismatic yeah. preacher, oh, yeah, and same I bet, thing. I mean, I bet they did some. I bet identical lifestyles shit. of chemicals and sexual indiscretions. I mean, that's what it kind of matches the intensity of that type of traveling person that is probably highly creative and high intensity, yeah, and like in like the the energy that you had to bring to really get thousand people ripping you don't just turn it exactly off at 10 o'clock at night when the tent revival is rolled up rolled out you know like you got to get up into that height state to perform i mean i bet that performance is the rock star of the day in the tent oh sure you could be a punk touring musician but you could be the front man of i mean it's just a front man right with no band Right. right then it would be the same. I'm sure it's the same. Like they do stuff. I bet right. they do stuff like getting their headspace, like whatever, you know, I bet it's the same characters that I was thinking about it the other day. <sighs> okay. So there is something this, you know, this, that's what Josh Scoggin is like. He's like a traveling evangelist don't, for Norma Jean. Don't you think like he could really like, he's got that charisma where he could like oh, do could. that, it, but yeah. instead he's doing something pretty awesome. 
but right. you know what I mean? It's like, he is that traveling guy that's like that. And he could, you know, he could light it. a lot of these front men. You could do it. I mean, you know, you could light your papa did it. Right. I mean, you could yeah, light I mean, up a room event, you know, if it was a tent revival, you could handle yeah. a crowd, right? It's the <laughs> oh, same skill. Hell yeah. You could destroy I, that. I probably like it better than being a lead singer. And you like to sleep in the parking lot of Walmart. Oh, I mean, you're, I mean, thank like, you, Lord, I, yes, I'm just sir. saying you, your exact archetype is shit that traveling like that's what you could have chosen you know 80 years ago it is interesting i did choose music you know what i mean like i guess that was just i mean something inside me said i don't want to do the preaching thing i I mean i thought i maybe would want to one day or something but the preaching always threw me off a little bit if you didn't have musical talent though yeah that's that's the next thing over you're exactly right if i wasn't if i didn't have musical talent i would have ended up being a pastor wouldn't you the job i would have done weren't you a teacher or did you try teaching? Yeah, yeah, I got my degree in elementary education, but I mean, yeah. I just did it because, well, I was a music major, and then I wasn't doing that good at it. And Joey was a education; he was in education. I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go hang out with Joey in classes. So that's one of the reasons I ended up doing it. <laughs> and I was there just to hang out with Devin in classes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's basically what I did. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just be a Devin. teacher, and that way, me and Joey can hang out and cut up in class. Yeah, that was the very beginning. Everything is me and Devin were friends and Toby and Joey were friends and roommates and we kind of combined. And that, you know, that's the the long story is basically origined right there. Hmm. And, we're, and we're still together after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Seventy five percent ain't bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, y'all are pretty good. Y'all all talk to every. What about uh? Who left your band, McDonald? What's his face? Justin? Justin, yeah. Yeah, he left your band. Are y'all, do y'all still talk? That's the only person that's ever really left. Yeah, he lives He lives in Montana. We're on like a text thread that occasionally someone will say something on, but like, that's about it. Yeah, it's, it's, about it's all, there's no hard feelings or anything. Right. There. So, I mean, still, like, we don't, I mean, we talked to Joel some, you know, yeah. we, we fired Joel uh, all, all those years ago, and he texts us all the time. He'll yeah. text us about his band or something funny or not. He, he came back to be a guitar tech. tech. Yeah, he came no, no, back he actually came after back. he was fired from the band. I, yeah. That was so bizarre for me as a awesome. manager, like having your old bass player <laughs> work for me <laughs> as my crew member and telling him, hey, we got to we gotta get going getting the guy's stuff set up right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is really wild. That, that, like, I actually thought we were doing something good. And I guess, the, I mean, does that seem like a we did a jerk thing? I didn't think it no, was. Like he was happy. He, yeah, I he think he was happy. It. He, he liked wanted it. to do it. He liked it. Yeah, it, it was totally fine. I'd rather be a guitar tech than play on stage, probably. That's a, a lot of people when they work in the crew, they say they they report to prefer it. Yeah, because they have a different type of power. I don't less, know why, but they have a different type yeah. of power. It's and less it, pressure, and yeah, yeah, you, you have your have little any, zone. Yeah, you get to do all the fun stuff, and you get to have power, but you don't have to, like, put on anything for anybody at any point. In fact, you get to be an asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. So you have I'm, to be yeah. the smiley guy no matter what situation you get in mm-hmm. as a band member. I'm so excited to get to get, I don't know if Devin told y'all he hired me to come to Furnace Fest with y'all. So, yeah. okay. Good. Uh, uh, oh, I, I'm trying to get on that, but the day before you guys are there, but they're, but they're all booked. So, I'm on a waiting Classic Crime is on a waiting list because we're going to be touring with uh, Scary Kids and Scary Kids are playing it. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I'm so excited to be able to go and not have to play. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of a better scenario. Right. Yeah. I would be excited if I wasn't paying multiple people to be with us that day where we, when we made no money, you know, like 
I'd be excited just to go hang out and not right. play if it wasn't the fact that I was on tour and not every day off every day costs a thousand that actually sucks yeah yeah it's great to not play but to not get to play when you could play to make money is bad right. feeling that's bad right yeah like a scheduled day off is nice you go okay I've been looking forward to it it's planned yeah. it's it's part of the whole package but yeah if something we're in Birmingham, Alabama, and every single band in town is playing a show, and we're not. That's, right. that's what it's going to be like. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> that that kind of hurts. That's yeah, and it's, it's not like we can. It's not like we can book our own. No, yeah. It's, it, there's 90 bands playing at a right. festival. Yeah, yeah. Like y'all tried to do a show at a bar. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's 35 dollars to go to Furnace Fest, or I can pay 25 to just go see Classic Prime. Okay, right. but, but 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 seriously, we'll, we'll play for a full hour. Though. It'll be good. But we're thinking about trying to do an event, so you might could do an event or play at our event or yeah. something. But seriously, you could throw an after party or something no, that, that, and just do what, something. I mean, you could you might could think of something pop. Yeah. productive to do while you're there that could be awesome well that's what chad johnson said he said i got you on the waiting list all the 90 slots are booked but there's like after parties and like side events and whatever and i consider you for those ones or whatever so yeah. i don't know are you guys there for the whole time or just the one day that you're playing? yeah it yeah. seems that we didn't book it it's our stuff yet but it seems like such a landmark event that we're just feeling like we want to soak it all up and see what we could do if we can interview that, we could podcast we'll take i think you guys uh video play on people the- on the 26th and i think scary kids and us will be through on the 25th and uh-huh. then i think we we have to keep going the tour has to keep going somewhere but i mean at the very least we'll be there on the 25th so not 25th know, we, is we, we, a we thursday a, september 25th um, let me look it up real quick i think you know that might be a thursday but we were trying to think if we could get an event space and do something cool no, the twenty fifth is Saturday. Oh, that's Saturday. We play on Friday night. Friday, I think. Oh, you do. You're on the twenty fourth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's oh, great. Okay. You just get it over with, and then you can yeah. hang out. We were thinking then- about throwing a party the night before on Thursday night Thursday in night. Birmingham oh, okay. or something, like getting the space and renting out a bar, doing a wedding event, and doing a show, DJ, karaoke, like do something fun. Do it we the thinking. night yeah. after. Celebrate your job being done, and then I'll be there. That's true. That could be fun too. So we're thinking of that, just bringing the guys that are done our filming of our specials and stuff like that, and just see what we, you know, we have some time to figure it out. But there's got to be some great captures of footage or interviews or something that that we could get and footage of us playing, if not some kind of capture of it. We yeah, we have the Sunday off, and then we then we play Atlanta on the Monday. So yeah, we're there on Saturday, and then we have Sunday off. So I I don't know. I'll figure something out. I'll talk to Chad, but. It'd be cool to meet up and do something. Do you want me to tell Chad that we're fucking off unless he adds you? Yeah, well, yeah. I can't bluff that. I'll have to mean it if I say it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's he's got Chad's <laughs> excuse, and I believe him is that he has four. Uh, three, there's four total partners for the festival, and so he's had to get OKs on bands that he's wanted to book from the other three. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a bit. It's. So it's a bit, it's not like, it's not it's like not he's just doing thing. it himself. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not a simple thing. So, I, I mean, what? it's fine. It's like, I, I'm, I'm a little hurt. He didn't just automatically consider us uh, from day one, considering, you know, how good we've been to Chad. But over the years, <laughs> sounds like um, you hope he hears this. <laughs> really hope he, I really hope you hear this, Chad. A little, dis, little disappointed. A little disappointed. No, I'm, t- I'm talking to him. It'll be, it'll be fine. Even if we don't play, 
I'll survive and at least I'll get to see some, some of my friends, hopefully. So that'd be cool. I, it's so uh, your sadness has made me feel so powerful for turning down Furnace Fest. Yeah. You said, <laughs> no, we're not gonna. Wow. That's amazing that he, that he, that he, <laughs> he asks your band. We were confirmed. <laughs> our band is, this is the dumbest thing. It's like our band has just never been the one band that people want to ask to do anything. And I don't know why it is. Is it because our merch guys are always drunk in the parking lot <laughs> Maybe. with girls or right. I don't know. Or just our, our guitar players always screaming at the stage manager. <laughs> like Robbie's always getting in fights with every stage manager. Uh, do, probably is. Do you think that. that everybody feels that way a little bit though? Like, uh, you know, the, like we're, we just barely missed it. We're the band that never gets a, I mean, I'm pretty sure every so. band feels yeah, that Always the bridesmaid, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. Well, well cause it, you look at, but you just look at some bands just get, have all the opportunities. Like they go, oh, it all seems cool that tours. way. Yeah. I mean, and, and some of them really way. do, but yeah. I, I mean, we always feel that way too, though. Like you, but I feel like if I had all the opportunities, I wouldn't still be doing it. Like part of, part of what I do is out of complete like resentment for all the people that have like overlooked me or undermined me. So mm-hmm. that's what fuels me a lot of times yeah, to keep you. going. And Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah exactly. I thought, I yeah, what was that? Was that me? I, I took offense to that, or I took that personally. All right. Yeah. The, that uh, I yeah, feel yeah, that yeah. way. I saw the Bamboozle Festival. They're doing a Bamboozle Festival, and I ain't heard from them. So mm-hmm. I feel I feel like, <laughs> fuck, That's I hope fun. that thing burns down or something. Yeah. The, Not the really, last, maybe we'll be, be a late ad there. I, but, the last know. time I was at Bamboozle, we didn't play. We, we were on a tour with a different band, and they played, and we just hung <laughs> yeah. out at the festival. <laughs> <laughs> Did so you get recognized? Like, <laughs> Did somebody like, hey, man, McDonald from Classic Club? What, what's your set? Yeah. yeah. No, not probably not at Bamboozle. I remember I, I hung out with like the dude from Finch, and I was so stoked because I was a huge fan of Finch on Drive Through Records back in the day. But um, you know, hanging out in the Red Bull bar tent or whatever. We never even played. It was stupid. And you know, that's just been how it's felt since day one. It's like we're always just hanging out drinking at a festival (laughs) (laughs) that we wanted to play but whatever that's funny that i remember that those that like red bull lounge and all the lounges at stuff like that you get that density or and stuff the way that feels like it feels so like there's drinks or whatever but it's just you feel it seems crazy because it's a punk rock thing and it seems like there's no rules and there's liquor and it's important people and it's everything like it well and there's rules yeah, it feels, it feels so high school to me. Yeah, it's very high like, school feeling. I always but. remembered that, like in the catering tent at Warp Tour, I never felt more high school than in that tent. Oh, oh who totally. is who is sitting at who what table? Yes, and whether or not you could go in at what time? Yeah, and if you were like stepping on anyone's toes, you just walk around like you're walking right. on eggshells the whole time. I just yeah. hate that. I hate that feeling. It's not fun. Fun, but. People don't realize too. Smaller bands, they don't even let you have catering at Warp Tour. No, lot. yeah, yeah. Like you the first like, year we were on it, we didn't get catering. No, we didn't like, get but, catering either. But then once in a while, if we went and begged them, oh really? And they would give us tickets. Our second right. year, the second year we did, they gave us one meal a day. Yeah, one on meal. Tour. Yeah, y'all are looking at slightly wrong because if you'll recall, probably last week we talked about or some other time about how you know we're dicks to opening bands or whatever. So yeah. this is just bands that are actually headliners and famous and have what everybody else thinks is all the opportunities in the world, <laughs> Mr. Classic Crime. 
That's right. what everybody else sees. And then you maybe they feel that way being your opener when they don't get beer, only a little beer or something. And I you know what I'm saying? Beer. It's just but <laughs> you got these headlining bands that can sell mega right. tickets and all this stuff. And then a warp tour, they're not as big as the offspring. And then they start complaining. It's like high school. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. It is like high school. Well, yeah, I mean, but it everyone... feels that way. Yeah. I mean, that's just how we all automatically, you know, it's like the thing about power in a dense right. place and you're, you're either in or out of it. Like that feeling that, you know, it happens right. at the church boardrooms or whatever. Like well, everyone just... on, everyone on tour is, is everyone in their own right on warp tour. If you're playing any decent sized stage, you headline your own tours. So you're a big fish in a small or medium sized pond. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're on any one of those stages, you're doing okay on your own. And then you go to warp tour and you're this, you're just a small fish in a, in a, in a giant you can't pond. even get a meal. Yeah. And you can't even get a meal, right? Like you could play, you could be playing main stage, but so are 35 other bands and they're all big or bigger than you. And so, you know, good luck getting a meal. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Tim, when he played with All American Rejects on World Tour, is what you're saying, Matt, about bigger bands getting mad that when All American Rejects came onto the tour, there was uh, I can't remember which band got so mad they got kicked off the semi truck with their gear. <laughs> oh, really? The Rejects came yeah. and they didn't have room, but the Rejects were way bigger, and yeah. so there it was some pretty big band. Yeah. They're like a hey, real band that throws real band. their weight when it's their turn. Yeah, and yeah. their gear had to go. Yeah. And the re- yeah. they complained, and the rejects. It was so funny how much the rejects loved that they got to do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Like you got. I go. can remember that's that's so crazy. You say that because I remember when they were on. Somebody said, "Hey, the keyboard player from the All American Rejects is likes Emery," and I was like, "Oh!" And I went over. I didn't even really know All American Rejects that much. I just you know, I I just I knew they were big, but I wasn't listening swing, to music. Swing, swing, and I went over there and watched. The I, I, yeah, I know. I watched Tim play. And then he, I think he even talked to us for a couple minutes or something like that. And then I just thought he was just in the band. He was just kind of filling in, right, or something. He was a hired gun. Like I thought, I thought he was like in the band. Like, no, he he was like you know hired gun. He was like Andy or whatever. But yeah. he, it's funny he would get he was only getting paid four hundred dollars a week too. Wow. Which back then that was a lot though. Coming from where below even where I was at in my music career, he was just playing yeah. for whatever band he could toward. And the now crazy- he got four hundred dollars a week. The craziest uh, piano fill-in was, uh, Matt, when you worked with Metro Station, right? It was Metro Station and uh, Kenny. Kenny, uh, the drummer for the Almost. Oh, yeah. Went I out forgot with Met- about that and went- would have not thought about it in my yeah. whole life. Yep. He went <laughs> okay, out Met- and I still forgot yeah. about it. You're going to have to tell the rest of it for it to come all the way back. What okay. happened? So Kenny went out with them to be a drum tech, and then something happened, like they fired their keyboard player or whatever. And they were like, uh, and they just liked Kenny. You know, they, they just thought he was cool or whatever. Kenny's and the so, drummer of the Almost. Yes, he's the drummer of the Almost who does not know how to play piano. And they said, oh, it's fine. All of our stuff is just pumped in anyway. Like their whole set, everything was like on tracks. Yeah. It was all okay. on tracks and stuff. And so Kenny just was up there just <laughs> God, <laughs> playing the piano. <laughs> just dancing. And they were like, he, he, I think they paid him like $2,000 a week or something like that. That's something, <laughs> it was crazy. Like he got paid super well. Yeah. Like he got an increase from his, you know, being the drum tech. And I was like, man, that's insane. He does not know how to play the piano. You know, so, he works for Chris Stapleton now, right? He's, he's done so many things. And like, you would think he's the one that gets all these opportunities, but there's a reason for it, obviously. But right. His story really starts when he got to play with Undero. So that time when Gillespie had like some illness with his finger, or blood poison or something like left yeah. and whatever, that, that has its <laughs> own old picture. story about Gillespie. Right. And and then they 
this kid, Kenny was a 17 year old and said he could do all the drums or whatever. And he had one day to learn it and the next day play and played, you know, went out and filled in for under oath. And so that's how they met or found, I don't know who knew him originally. He was just a kid. And he came out and did that at under oath's basically peak. And so he had played with under oath and then Gillespie thought he was so great. And so he was a drummer for the almost, which is like a Taylor Hawkins, Dave Grohl situation for our scene. If you think, mm-hmm. right. And, um, and so, and he was, and he was great. I mean, we did a whole tour with him, shared a bus and he was still like 17. Then. He was so young. And he was kind of like too young for, uh, like, we didn't really even like him, um, at that, that tour because it was just this kid at that point. Like we were older and he was had kind of obnoxious stuff, but, and he thought we were obnoxious and you know, yeah. both him and the bass player, Alex were both super young and they didn't, they really, were just young. Yeah. They and didn't we were partying pretty hard. And they were Christian point. kids, yeah. you know, from youth group almost, uh, they were in yeah. youth group like a year ago. Yeah, and now they're on tour with Emory, and Emory's playing pranks on them. They like, came we, out of Gillespie's youth group uh, back home, or something like that. That's where they came, or, or, in, or right. Utah, or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like in that. Utah. And so they were like, like Kenny had a girlfriend that he was engaged to when he was like sixteen, seventeen, or something. Whatever, but he might have been seventeen or eighteen. Right. But and he would be on the phone, like the you know, just it was just whatever. But um, he he turned out to be really talented and obviously talented but he got older and he's just done all these things at these kind of high levels and he even did all the leather stuff for bc supply when we did all that that was all kenny and he uh was making gun silencers the next time at this super high level boutique gun silencers he was making at one point and he just does all all this other stuff but he was teching for different people and there was a uh and i had forgotten about that but i did a tour because my wife bridget was working for a band called danger radio yeah that's right. and so i went with them on a tour where they were on tour of metro station and tour managed that group and then i wound up doing sound for uh while i was there i did sound live sound for metro station and who was the band um forever the sickest kids Oh. That was the headline wow. and crazy. Metro station danger radio. And I, I mixed, you know, a few of the shows, even house of blues ones and stuff. It was kind of fun to use the whole concert. You know, so that was like the only time I've experienced anything crew like, but, um, but it was really funny seeing those bands out there and, and whatever is, you know, Miley's brother chase, right. I think it is. And <laughs> the way they did their show and how, what music was real and wasn't real. And, and, you know, the whole thing was really crazy, but eventually, yeah, Kenny, I don't even know if it's the same tour. I'm I'm confused on the memories. Maybe it was a different tour. It, it, I don't think it was the tour I was on. Right. Um, but when the tour I was on, it was like Metro Station stuff was basically all tracks. And when I look back on it now, I think, who cares? It was cool. It was good, but it was really weird because I mixed them live. And it was just like the drummer played and the singer was like would stereo play. faders up it was yeah it was pretty <laughs> it was similar to that. And But, it, uh, you know, like Chase's guitar, like I don't, I don't mean it wasn't, uh, you didn't really use it, you know, <laughs> right. You know? And the keyboards, he, he, you know, yeah. it just was like the one guy would start the thing and it was just, it was like off of an iPod, iPod, <laughs> but it, it was, but it worked like the show was good. And I like that music kind of a thing. And yeah. but they partied super hard, you know, like it was just why it was just totally wild. And they would go on the stage for a few minutes every day and play with tracks. And other than that, <laughs> you know, like that's what it seemed like to me right. at the time. Cause I was trying to be as, technical musician into all these levels of it and i was just like that's how that's crazy like how do they you know but it but now it seems more reasonable like it, i understand the level of right. pop that it was and the phenomenon that it was it makes sense it wasn't anything wrong with it or anything yeah. i didn't really but uh yeah and then so kenny he was the keyboard no he was the drum tech and then he wound up 
just being the keyboardist, but didn't even have to play to take the right. job. He just had stage experience. That he was <laughs> so he just went up there and looked like he was playing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it makes sense. Would you rather have a killer guitar player that nobody knows for that band or Miley Cyrus's brother? Yeah. That's more important, right? He sang a little bit, but he couldn't yeah, but really, I mean, I mean, he no, couldn't he's not, really do it. I don't think he's much of a musician, but no, his fame, play, his connection really. with Miley Cyrus made everybody give it a listen. And that, that song was a, a banger. Shake, shake, oh, yeah, shake, it's great. Shake, that, was shake, a good song. that was a yeah. good song. The guy, the main guy there that wrote and did that, I think his name was Mason, and he was quite talented, I thought. You know, he could sing and, and, and you know, you know, he wrote the music, I think. It was really yeah. good. Do y'all think talking about all these shows and stuff like that? Do y'all think <coughs> Furnace Fest, your tour with Scary Kids, it's gonna happen? Uh, do, you, do you think there's a chance for a variant or variants or whatever, and oh all of a sudden we're like the vaccines don't work anymore? Gonna, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past them at this point to to try to shut things down. I just don't think America is gonna put up with it. You know? Yeah. Like, well, what I, think, if, what, I think so. I don't think what if it's not even a, a variance. What if it's like just people not ref, refusing or not taking the vaccine? And so some of the numbers spike. Do you think that yeah. the numbers could spike enough to where they go, hey, we got indoor shows, they're done? Yeah, the numbers are spiking in a lot of places, um, but also 50% of people, I think, have been vaccinated. Lunsford, you got oh, yours adults. yesterday? Yeah, I feel like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like shit. So the, yeah, that's I think the I feel only like way too. that there would be a problem is today. if it became over politicized to a point where some of the bands want to do a noble, like yeah. if you had like some prominent band take some goofy stance that was just trying to look like, like they, it would only take the lead most political type band to do something like that that could cause a cascade. Yes. If right. that makes sense. So I do think there's a possibility that something like that could happen, but I do believe it would be a social political phenomenon would be that would right. be ar an artist led reason w w is I think that right. and, and maybe circumstances where that's rightly so I'm just saying it would cascade in a social political way. In, I mean, I think by that point in September, the whole all of the adults in America that want the vaccine should have it, it should be like 80 yeah. percent. Yeah. And and at that point, I don't think I think whatever it's like critical mass or um, whatever they call it, where it's, it won't be herd immunity. It won't be herd immunity. Well, no, I mean because if the people don't get the vaccine, you can't get there. So the only way to get there is to get there. But either way, you got to get there. But herd, <laughs> but they said they said something like you need like sixty percent to get right. herd immunity, right? Because but, because then it just drastically reduces the spread. Yeah, but you, the, but it, they won't know, get there. I mean, until like they'll get there well, the natural way. We're like, at you get herd now. immunity of a combination of people who have had it and vaccine. But we'd like it to be more vaccine. But if you don't take the vaccine, then you'll be part of the other part of herd immunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll come. just get but it. that's you'll still going to happen it. either way, and it should be your choice. If everybody else had the availability of the vaccine, then you know that that basically makes sense. So the yeah. fact that anybody that wanted the vaccine could have it should make people hopefully say, well, then the people that want to go do X, Y, or Z can also do that. Well, I, I got my second shot yesterday. Lunsford got his one and done J and J, right? A blood clot, babe. Blood clots. Wait, I so got, you're Johnson Johnson. What are you, McDonald? I got Moderna, 24 days apart. And I'm a Pfizer. So eventually Ooh. we'll all three be different species. Wow. <laughs> 
Like it, once it's once the DNA effects kick in, will the three of us and Toby yeah, still have that habit? So edits our DNA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toby's an anti-vaxxer. So no, yeah, we've, we've between us all, we've got shit. the most diverse group of uh, <laughs> very diverse. Yeah, yeah, a very diverse group of people. <laughs> now the the um, the Moderna one, like the first shot, got my lymph nodes swollen. I didn't realize it was from the the shop, and then I talked to a uh, a nurse and she's like yeah a lot of my patients have swollen lymph nodes like right under your jaw mm. and then um and then just last night i just didn't sleep at all after my shot after the second <clears> one <throat> it was just like cold chills and like mm. fatigue and just like feeling i don't yeah, waking up every 30 that. minutes yeah <laughs> I, I i mean i've had severe diarrhea for four weeks straight is that, is that after your after your shot explosive yeah, right yeah ever since like five like 50 seconds after the shot <laughs> I, I, I ran to the toilet for the last four weeks i've been shitting nonstop. Oh, well, what does it mean if i hadn't had the shot and had the exact same <laughs> story of my life there as soon as i got the shot my anxiety kicked in and i was sitting in the car and i was like well i don't feel right no, I don't I, think this honestly, feels right. Yeah. Honestly, when I first got it, like both times, in the 15 minutes right after you get it, I do feel like something happens to my vision where I look around <laughs> and, and everything seems like kind of sparkly and like kind of bright. Like, that, oh my God. And I kind of feel a little weird. Like, oh yeah, there's a foreign agent in my body. Like, cause that's, that's all a vaccine yes. is, right? It's like COVID with the antibodies. No, that's your mind for sure. But I had the same phenomenon with my mind but it happened kind of right before i i went to oh, it okay. in the amazon building um it was this in the amazon building downtown and so this is like public health which is so horrible but done by amazon logistics which i you can't even imagine how like it was the coolest thing i have ever seen i wanted to stay there all day it was <laughs> like the nicest best i've ever been treated it's like chick-fil-a of healthcare. It was like every. It was like that they they employed ten thousand Chick Fil A employees, and there was at every turn, everywhere you'd walk, it was just unbelievable. And the facility <laughs> like was pleasure. great, and even the people, all the people giving the shots. That yeah, no, I promise you, their attitude my was pleasure. at least as good as Chick Fil A. And I and it wouldn't surprise me if they said my pleasure. That was one hundred percent the attitude, <laughs> and it was that way at every level, including the person that gave me the shot, sat down and talked to me for a second, and was just relaxed wow. and calm and present in a way that when I, when I sat down and that person that gave me the shot was not in a hurry and looked at me like a person and talked to me and then sat and listened to me, I thought something's fucking wrong here. I almost got it. I was like, no, I said, this is not, this is it almost maybe like think, what they the fuck? Like, yeah. should they I get a commission for every, like, yeah, it they felt like I was for every in something. computer chip they inject in somebody. Yeah, yeah, right before, I was like, this is too good to be true <laughs> or something because this, I've never been treated this good before. So, it, it, you know, but it was, it was, I mean, I can't believe it. They had everything so organized. It was just so pleasant. I can't, couldn't believe it. It's like the first time you go to Chick fil A and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, <no>. What? <laughs> what? It, it, this is unreal. This yeah, especially, especially on tour when you go to those like random McDonald's where it's like oh. fries it at fries, yeah, soda. Fries. Just attached to some flying J. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they come running out trying to take your order before you get out of the car. They take cash only. That happened to us before. Uh, yeah. My vaccine site, total opposite of Matt's, is you really felt like it was southern. 
Like it felt like the South. It was an abandoned Kmart Public parking lot in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in the worst part of town, probably. <laughs> and like it felt, it felt like anybody could have set all that stuff up. And they're just like, let's just say this is COVID vaccines. Yeah, let's just. And there was nobody there. There was zero people there. What one person in front of me and one person came behind me. In the twenty-five minutes I was at the site. That's crazy. Really crazy. Nobody is trying to get the vaccine hardly at all. Wait, and you That's got J- and you got J and J. People don't want the J and J in the South, right? Well, they but they had both. They had Pfizer uh, and J and J, so you could choose. But um, yeah, it was really some people prefer that J and J. Why'd I you wanna, go? Yeah, why'd you go J and J? Yeah, one and done. Let's get it the fuck over. I don't want to have to come yeah. back there. People are flying over shot. here internationally to get the J and J because it's one and done. So I mean, people yeah. fly in to get it. Really? Yeah. yeah, because you it's like rich people. If you can get if it's available. And we and, make our own vaccines in our country. Like yeah. other countries like Canada can't get the vaccines because they don't make it. So yeah, fucking losers. They fly in here to get ours. I mean, we, we you know, they've got them. So they do it. Right. But, I think you should definitely just get the J&J. It's easy. Yeah, if you're like, you cool have to with the think blood clots. The blood clots, and then it's less effective, right? It, that's, that's so, it, it doesn't yeah. result as in high of amount of antibodies present. As I've heard two, mixed. Two, I've heard mixed. That depends on who you are and how well you know. Like everybody's going to be different on that, so it might be enough well, for you. They said two weeks after the first Moderna shot, you're seventy five percent effective vaccinated, and the booster just makes you ninety nine percent. I thought I read that the J and J it you might be more likely to actually get the virus and have it, but it's 100% yes, preventative yes. for serious right. illness and death. Oh, so yeah, you'll, be, you'll get coronavirus, you get it, but you, you get won't COVID. get COVID. It's like 65%. Yeah, you could get it and have it, right. but light, you light will not die. Yeah, right. you will yeah, not but die. It's, it's like it's not going to be a severe case whatsoever. Even, no chance, yeah. So. You get it, which is good news. I overall. felt pretty good about it. Yeah. I can't believe you got a vaccine before you got your tooth fixed. <laughs> you said on this podcast... A long time ago. That was months ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and couldn't, you had to walk out of your dentist office because you couldn't handle the mouth thing. I asked my dentist about it and they said some people use that. It's just, it just kind of depends. Whatever that blue thing it was. Yeah. 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 But you still, your tooth's okay? Uh, I think it's just like so far gone now that it doesn't really hurt much anymore. So <laughs> like rotted be, out of your head. Yeah. It could be slowly. It's two teeth. It's two. One, one needs to be pulled and one needs a root canal. And oh so God. they're a little sensitive every now and again, but it's been like over a month since I wanted to like blow my brains out because it was incapacitated. So, wow. Uh, I, I guess I'm fine. I don't know. How does that work? If it stops hurting, that means you're probably it's not going to kill you, right? It know. just means it's working its way to, towards your brain. You heal yourself. Your tooth yeah, rot I, is healed. I mean, you, you, I'm you just can trying to die. listen to my. Yeah, I've just been trying to listen to my body, you know? Oh, listen to your body. Yeah. It, are you tuned? Are you able to from nice. the sixty nine challenge with the meditate? You can have control over your even your te- inside of your teeth if you go, if you <laughs> go super can, deep in meditation. You send for energy. Days, you'll be able send to, energy. My, <laughs> I, I did not. I, I did not get an X for meditation last night. Uh, I hate it. I hate it more than anything. <laughs> I you swear guys, to God. Listen, I would rather you make it an hour and a half of working out a day than having that 10 minutes of meditation. There you go. There I don't want to be there. I do That's not want to be there, there with myself. That's why it's there. It's so hard for me to pay attention. I am just, I, I hate it. I just hate it as well. I do it very first thing. Yeah, but I get it over immediately. But that's, isn't that, isn't that what they say is meditation is just the awareness of being distracted. So you like, every time you bring, you bring your awareness back to your breath or whatever, it's like disconcerting. 
if you're a noob, you're like, oh, this this sucks. I suck at this. But that's like the whole point is yeah. just to keep bringing it back and be aware that your mind wanders. That's the way I used to be with prayer too. When I when I'd pray, it just I prayed the other night. I was like, I should just try. I hadn't prayed in a while. <laughs> I just what'd had you say? What'd you what'd you pray about? I, well, I was just uh I I think I said something like uh <laughs> 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 I was laying in my bed, Jess was asleep, and I was going to sleep. I was like, you know what? May I just say prayers tonight? I said, I I'm still a believer. I just don't think about prayer the same way. Uh so I was like, God, um, I know, I said, <laughs> this is funny. I said, I said, I know this is cliche, but uh, I just, could you give me good health? <laughs> and I said, I want to be, oh you know, I said, gosh, the stuff, like, I, want, I, I want to be a good dad, you know, help me, uh, you know, to love my kids the best way I can. And, uh, you know, I said something about help us make some decisions that we have to make in the future, blah, 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 and this and that. But and then I just ended and I was like, it felt kind of nice, nostalgic, good in a way to talk to God that way. But I feel but I don't I don't know if that's that communication is exactly really connects you with God more than me experiencing. It's just a perspective shift of like, yeah. Yeah. I'm putting my desires in into words and I'm I'm channeling them all at once towards something. Yeah. Cause I the same way with prayer or reading the Bible. I used to read the Bible and I couldn't get through uh, 10 scriptures. I mean, I couldn't, without my mind gone, I was out in the middle of nowhere land and then I had to start over and read again and then start over and read again. And I'd feel so bad and I wouldn't want to read the Bible. I mean, I wouldn't, and my parents and family and everybody, not my, not my parents as much, but my family, uh, it was, it was a sign of, if you read your Bible, you, you really were doing something good. You have to yeah. read the Bible. Over Sucks if you're not over. a reader. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not much of a reader. Yeah. Like, well, I, I tried so many times to read the whole Bible and never made it past like Job. That is as far as I, I forget it. There's no chance. I I don't think I've ever been able to read the entire Bible. I tried. I read a lot of it, almost almost all of it, but some of it I just haven't. It's just, and I don't even think about that as much anymore. No, I don't think about it at all. <laughs> uh it's crazy yeah i probably haven't read the bible in like seven years six or seven years wow. maybe. yeah it's just i, I mean i like it's it sometimes wonderful. when i when i see scripture or it comes up in actually needing it or wanting to remember something or uh you know attach some scripture that i kind of vaguely remember to i like that part i don't like the forced oh well, you have to read it like it feels less to do it that way to me. I'll now. take it back. You know, like when Trump was getting elected, I had a lot of like Christians on Facebook uh, get in my business when I was like criticizing Trump or whatever. And so I would look up Bible verses to like counter their arguments. Yeah. Because I knew that they would like at least give lip service to the Bible. Right. Uh, so I'd use it as like a rhetorical device. But Yeah. But using the, that's what I'm saying, though. But you use the scripture in like a real world setting as opposed to the same way as like going to learn math is hard. I, today I was doing mixed fractions with, <laughs> with our fifth that's grader hard. and I had zero clue of how to do it. Read your Bible, and we dude. watched a video and I had zero <laughs> clue of how to do it. We watched another video. Nothing. I was like, oh, my God. And I just sat there. I was like, well, we got to figure this out. She has to. She has to know it. We need to know this. So it actually, 
in a real world setting for me now. I don't, I'm not doing this, but I need to show somebody how to do this. And so we, we figured it out. I, I just, we kept working and we did, no, not this. Wait, now why would it be? And eventually we got that, but I love that idea of, that's the same way as I'm talking about the, with the Bible. Real world, I would like to have some knowledge of it or access to it. And I like using it and maybe even relying on it in some ways, but just wrote go do this. I don't think that you can't, you can't have a desire for it. That's not a real desire. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It depends on your personality. I think if you're, some people are really into practices. Like I have this, like Christy has a practice where she like reads or she'll run like every day. And she just like has to do, she has to check boxes and she'll just like do it religiously for lack of a better term. I just don't have anything really like that. That's a practice. I don't think it's a lack of a better term. That's probably the good term. The religious. Like religious yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, it's just, you know, that that's it. It feels good to do it for enough reason, you know. It's like, like you with your cold ice bath in the morning, right? Yeah, just, you know, yeah, you know you're doing something and you and maybe right. it's not, you know, whatever it is that that we there's a certain amount of people have a, more of that impulse than than the, you don't have that impulse. You don't get yeah. anything from that. But a lot of people, I, I mean, they do. Like there's a lot of people who get a lot out of, I mean, I'll say in a stupid way, being told what to do. That's what it yeah. feels like to me. Yeah. But to them, it feels like having uh, something. They like doing what they're like told. To, <laughs> people like to, you know, how everybody wishes they had clarity in their job or from their boss or, or from their spouse. You wish you had clarity, you know what I mean, of what you should be doing. So you could say that's it. You can see how that is right. Like if you get the real master list of what I'm supposed to be doing so I could know that I did it, I'd be happy to do that work. That'd be worth it. Yeah. And so to do all the moral stuff of religion, it, you know, it gets you to behave good and feels good. It feels good. Yeah. To check that. Yeah. 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 I thought uh, somebody sent this idea into us a long time ago and I have actually worked on it, but I thought uh, biblically, Somebody sent this idea, but we would do for Bad Christian a uh, 30-day Bible study for, you know, whatever, uh, you know, uh, devotional type book or whatever. And the person sent it in, said that we should do this and that you would call it Morning Word. And the book could look (laughs) like, if you turned it the right way, it would look like a a penis and balls. And it was hard. So you have Morning Word and it's all about just, you know. Just get you in the right silly spirit to accept the gospel. Like every scripture, maybe is just about the weird sexual stuff (laughs) for the Bible. You know what I mean? Thirty days every time is just like you know, they had donkey dongs or whatever. What's that scripture? Their 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 penises are like that of donkeys, and their balls that of of asses. Yeah. (laughs) That would be day two. (laughs) I like it. Just get you there. Hey, McDonald, bad how did study you, Bible. Yeah, with the I like that one. How did you like our uh the Emory public Emory response to our crypto coin? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I recently got traction on a Facebook uh post that I made about I our coin. <laughs> and the same thing I was I was bragging to you guys because I was like my, my fans Something about Emory fans is like they just don't get they're like slow to get things. <laughs> Come on. Um, and I don't know. I was trying to like diagnose why 
why Emory fans are a little dull. You know, on average, obviously, you know, there's a bell curve and there's a lot of people at the, the high end. Look of the who's in Emory. That might give you a well, no, but I was, I, I was bragging because I was reading through the comments. I was like, oh my gosh, these people just found, found out about like Dogecoin last week. And they're thinking that you're like capitalizing on some crypto craze. Right. They don't understand anything about what what blockchain tech is or what the creator community is or what having a currency within a creator community does for everybody involved like they don't understand and, and it's not it's like they're not even trying to understand they just want to like right. freak out and critique it and be like are you guys trying to scam us you know like they just well, go to like the worst scammed though people they i, I know <laughs> i mean you think of how bad it is when you get scammed and if yeah. you're if you're a maybe you're not you know we've all been scammed let's face it you know what i'm saying yeah, true and so right. if you've been scammed a lot you're probably even more worried it's probably about even it. even you more know? offensive to be scammed potentially by your favorite band right that would, that would hurt more that would be I like your wife cheating on you yeah but the it'd be a really weird ass long con for the last 20 yeah, years to be, i know exactly that's, that's the thing for me it's thing, like, given that the only thing we have is trust the only thing right that we can make money off is if people trust us right especially on the back to kickstarter it, right like when it's like well how are we going to put their money in for that what if you never you know but a kickstarter or whatever and then eventually it's like you can't sell directly it's like yeah you just buy off our website what are we gonna do not ship them? i mean we'd have yeah. no fans or customers instantly if you don't you know you know, I, I think so part the of the idea that you would come up with some way to just like do something that actually would be something like a scam to them would be <clears> the <throat> career think, ender period. Honestly, part of it, I think it's just that Facebook, like the algorithms create this culture of like conspiracy and, and um, just a lack of trust, just the way that the, just the way that the platform set up with the comment section and how the comment sections are sort of like, fed to people and how like the most controversial comments like mm -hmm. get the most interactions and so they make it to the top of the post and like and so like everybody's kind of caught in this psychological i don't know like prison on facebook it feels like mm -hmm. and i said this in a tweet the other day and i stand by it facebook is like the millennial to boomer pipeline it's like people my age old millennials who are like 37 38 are becoming boomers they're becoming like like unable to adapt to new things, very mm -hmm. untrustworthy of wow. technology um, and very conspiracy minded. Uh, and, and it's like, they're my age. They just never went to other platforms. They just stuck on Facebook and Facebook has like a psychology mm -hmm. that, that it, that it drives you towards with his algorithms. Yeah. I think and that's like, probably right. Because I've been posting on Twitter. I've been posting in our discord um, I've been talking to people on Twitch on these kind of newer platforms, Discord and Twitch being, and everyone understands cryptocurrency and they, and they get it when I say it to them, you know, and they're tuned in and they're aware because they're part of these kind of like newer, younger platforms. But when you take that to Facebook, you get people who are complete, they don't even understand Kickstarter. Like some of them, I had a girl <laughs> on my post. So I finally, I, I posted something about like, we've got these, I'll show you guys right now. We've got these, um, actual physical crime coins they're like these gold coins yeah and then like um that's they're awesome. all like they're all like laser numbered i'm just showing yeah. um and so i posted those and i was like hey you know this is one of the perks for being what we call our coin holders we call them bag holders one of the perks of being a bag holder of our cryptocurrency blah blah blah. and because i had a link uh not a lot of people saw it but a couple of people saw it and they're like wait what's this and i had been posting about it for like two months 
and they finally see one post and they're like immediately skeptical like Woof, you guys are cashing in on the cryptocurrency fit you know craze or whatever <laughs> um it's a crypto scam like dogecoin or whatever like they just learned about this last week and so <laughs> i was like all right let's fully engage the facebook community let's write a post that because i you know i write marketing copy and i know how to get likes on facebook that's part of my whole career has been trying to do that. And I've just last few years stopped lifetime using Facebook. Lifetime scammer. You said it. Lifetime scammer. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm like, all right, let's get, let's get some engagement with this. So I write some post about basically drawing a line in the sand. I said, you know, when we started uh, our first Kickstarter, there was a big sort of like hullabaloo with some like East coast pop punk buffoons who thought we were scamming our fans out of money. They thought it was like a donation, like a GoFundMe. And, um, and that we were asking for, $30,000 to be donated to us or something. Yeah. Um, now, people still have this misconception about Kickstarter. They don't understand that it's actual pre-order where people buy things from you and you deliver those things to them. And so it's not a donation, but they still think it's like you're asking for money for free. And so you can right. uh, live off of it or whatever. Um, but there was this big thing when Kickstarter came out and people didn't understand it and they were mad at us. And it's really is these bands that are like kind of smaller or couldn't figure out how to make it. And they're kind of like, it's, it just is jealousy. It's just envy. And it's like blatant envy too. It's like, it's, it's like kind of gross. Like be more, be a little more self-aware about your hate. Um, you know, like, <laughs> but it's also from the artists you'll notice from their purchase. Artists always get very upset and try to, right. de- they try to make stuff, new stuff look bad because they're not comfortable with it. Right. And they find it threatening. So you'll yeah. have, you know, the, you know, the artists, the people that are higher in the tops of industry that are artists like yeah. that, that are the, the, the grossest people. Right. And they'll show it's, the tr- the tr- it's like the traditional artists yeah. being mad at all these other artists getting rich yeah. off NFTs. It's like, they're putting their art into NFTs and then all like the, the museum artists are like, I can't. And then there's these two classes of people. Well, it's like there's all the people other. that make all this money on Spotify and doing all this stuff with music that have never been able to before. Well, and then, and they, have, yeah. and then like, they don't uh, too. David Crosby right. will talk about Spotify yeah. is is evil or stealing something. money from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Was, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true. And so that 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 was it with Kickstarter in the beginning. And so I kind of made this post, which is like an allusion to that. Like when you do something new, not everyone's going to get it. But like with Kickstarter, we were able to like put out five records. We were, we were able to keep our band going. We, we otherwise would have been done a long time ago. That was ago. supposed like, to be a one-off thing you could do once yeah. to scam in and cash in on yeah. your fans. <laughs> and then never deliver. And, right. and, I mean, right. no, no, but even if it was seen at, from signed bands that had careers, right. it was seen very much as, well, you could do that once, but then right. you don't have <clears> the label <throat> or the push anymore. You ha- you'll be out on your own. So you'll be able to like take all these people that we have for you the label fans and they'll come of course yeah you can go cash in and they'll pay you that one time but then after that you won't have us anymore and you're done but the exact opposite was true right they kept coming back (laughs) we have a freaking email list of the people that like us and that's that'll work yeah yeah what else did we need yeah and they keep coming back and they keep pre-ordering our albums a year in advance and we keep delivering them we keep living up to so there's this uh, massive amount of trust and uh and i was like that's i was saying essentially like thanks to everyone who gets it initially. Um, and that's the same thing with starting our own cryptocurrency. Like a lot of people, it's going to be confusing to them. They're not going to get it, but we're going to create so much content out of this. And everyone at the end of the day will trust it. Thanks for getting it. And then of course, 
that's drawing a line between people who get it and don't get it. And that's exactly what Facebook algorithms love because it yeah. hacks the human right. know, reflexes people, yeah. because people, people who don't get crypto. Like it's are fine not to, offended. by the way. Right. Let me it's say fine. that. Clear. I, it's yeah. not at all like, right. It's not, it doesn't matter if anybody gets it or not. No, it's fine. But, it's but, fine. But, we have a use for it, but you don't, we're not saying. Everyone doesn't get it until, get it. until they, to. until they get it. But yeah, you don't need to, but just, the, want to. yeah. But just because you don't get it now, doesn't mean it's not good or doesn't mean it won't produce an, a lot of, awesome stuff from yeah. our band my so favorite like, comments know. my favorite comments are from the people that do understand crypto they're right. like they sound like they're developers or something right they say, yeah this isn't going to work I, I don't really see how artists and, and developing your own crypto like they think you literally went in and coded way <laughs> like, right. blockchain. Yeah. yeah like they don't yeah exactly well, like, they don't click on the anything. click on the link and read the wiki like, yeah it is a like, website right. with a ton of people on there portugal the man one of the biggest yeah, names right. in the country has one. Right. They're apparently it's, scamming their fans yeah. for money and they want a yeah. Grammy. So, yeah. So, it, uh, but those no, people I, are I, the best. No, like, but I had this, I had this awesome comment, it, which I, I blocked this girl, but she was like, I think you've done enough <laughs> to exploit your remaining fan base. <laughs> and maybe, and then she goes, maybe try your church Bible study group yeah, instead. Yeah. <laughs> Double stone zapped. You got officially zapped. I'm Dude, with her. I was like, I'm I was with like, her. I was like, you, you totally, the number one claim that we are defrauding our fan base, like exploiting the remaining fan base that's left. Well, yeah, and at that, this point. You just and that, somehow, the that somehow we go to church Bible study groups and milk them for money too. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I mean, it, you know, those things work as insults on the internet, though. They do work because sure. there are, they can be true about people and things. And it yeah. would, and it lays exactly on top of what it could look like for somebody to do right. that in some way that it's simply possibly believable. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, it and could I might be have true been, like, I just started, way. I just started blocking people. And you're right, that is a reasonable response if you're afraid of new tech and there's a potential to get scammed. Yeah. But I think but, though, legitimately that you are a youth group guy or something. Right. With, right. With the, not the she, whole information or she just knows way. that label will, will yeah. work, but it's a well, label. And it's weird because like on our, like the last time our Facebook blew up was when a record came out, you know, six years ago now that had cuss words on it. And a lot of Christian people who were under the delusion that we were right up on their team were like confused and, and hurt by that. And so there was a big discussion on our Facebook page about like, were they ever a Christian band or whatever? And I was like, no, you know, here's some interviews from like 10 years ago where I said, no, and I'm sorry you were confused. Um, but you know, I wasn't ever on your team and I wasn't going to follow your rules ever. Sorry. You know, and that was fine. They were fine to believe that up until the point where I broke the rules in, in, in the song when I cussed in a song, but like, so then some non-religious people kind of took that information and kind of, and this is the Facebook conspiracy thing. They kind of spun their whole narrative like, oh, the classic crime tricked Christian, pretended to be religious to get money from Christians. Mm -hmm. That's their narrative now. And they have this narrative and I've heard it. I've seen it a bunch of times sent my way. But it can't like, really be contradicted. So it, it can stick yeah. basically. It's just it like, I'm just like, I can't contradict it. I'm like showing, I, I'm showing them data and I'm like going, whatever. I'm just like, no, they spawn their own narrative. Cause that's Facebook. They get in their little bubble and they spiral out together. And it's the, 
It's a bunch of millennials our age acting like absolute QAnon boomers. Is really what it is. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. They're yeah. looking for something that makes sense. It is that, but they, it's like they have to say something because they feel a negative feeling for whatever right. reason they feel it, and so they're looking for a story, and that one fits and cannot be. You know how can you I'm I'm offended because like if I was gonna scam somebody, it wouldn't be you, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's just be <laughs> it'd be someone with money and. And some of something of value. Well, as always, <laughs> as always, it's really just like the one percent that ruins the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Like right, I, right. I was scrolling through when we posted about the Emory coin, the Walls coin that you can get. Uh, it most people were like, "Oh, this this makes total sense." They're just trying something different. That's that's the thing. Can you just try something different? It might not work. It might or it might blow up or whatever, but you just sure. got to try some stuff. Like what I don't like is still the bands that are like, you know, just doing the same old thing. And that and that's not considered scammy or you're a liar, but they're selling you, right. you know, $100 shower curtain or, or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, or, or some uh, pair of socks. Or they're, that, or they're buying a shirt for $3 and selling it for 30 Right. So I'm just saying, yeah. everybody tries to make a living, and and this is one thing that we thought we, we would try that is really cool, not really to make a living, but no, you don't. That's what I'm saying. Stuff. That the myth I, of it not, is, it's not yeah. something you. I'm not up big, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. But, it's not. Yeah, it's it's no uh, one's turned a profit. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, nothing's happened in my bank account yet, except yeah. for negative. But uh, <laughs> the cool thing about it is the community aspect of it. Like for right now, if you have the if you go get the walls coin. Uh, we, we're creating 20 lyric sheets. And so right. there's only going to be 20 of those that, that Devin or I handwrite. We write all the lyrics, so we figure we'll write them, write handwriting. I hope Devin writes it because his handwriting is so much better than mine. <laughs> I mean, it's unreal. Devin's handwriting is phenomenal. But there's I think really, he said he was going to. Right now, we're only going to release 20. Right. I don't know if we'll ever do them. We'll, maybe do it again now. We and used to you're accepting like Emory yeah. Coin walls yeah, and, for it. And we used yeah. to do stuff like that with Kickstarter, but now we might can make it more, even more DIY. Is mm-hmm. it disrupted a little bit even more? Wait, we'll do it. And look, look at this cryptocurrency that has a, a Emory, a, you know, stamp on it. Right. And we can do that now. Maybe we don't have to go through Kickstarter anymore. You don't. I mean, things change, but uh, unfortunately especially for McDonald, I think for you running classic crime, but for us too, we're always a hair early. Yeah. 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 They, like when we first did bad Christian podcast it was a hair early, it yeah. worked out because maybe we were early, but people were like, what in the hell is this? This is right. all Not it is what you should be doing. It's only dick yeah. and fart jokes. Go back and listen. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of meat there too, but I mean, it, 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 nobody could receive it. It right. was just, yeah, was hanging out buddies and you know, yeah take it seriously yeah well it was really the style of music we were doing too it was like get out of here with that a few years later every 14 girl likes it which is right not what we were thinking we're just doing it to do it right it's fascinating field to i'm you know i'm really just doing it i can say it so clearly for myself that i'm doing it so that i'll learn it that's all yeah, me too. I'll have experience with this domain. There's no way. And that's how I learned. That's and, why I did po- just whatever I want to do. I couldn't play music when we got, I wasn't good at music no, before. You have that's to do why it. I did it. You have to do it. And that's the thing is like, some people are just like, I'm, I'm throwing my head through the wall, figuring stuff out, yeah. but I have to, I have to be physically diving into it. I can't just read about it. I'm yeah. not going to learn. I'm not going to retain anything. My re- reading retention is terrible. I actually have to go do it and go through the process multiple times and understand 
this is a dynamic over here and I'm in my, you know, like with, with the coin, it's like figuring it out is, is there is no, because it's so new, there's no guidebook. There's no steps. It's like, right, what do you, right. how, what are you going to create in your micro economy and how are you going to run it? Well, yes, we have a private channel on discord so I can drop these links where I'm selling like 10 mystery boxes or I'm printing like 20 seven inch flexies of like a custom song I did on, on stream, or I'm making these coins or, you know, I'm just doing, doing these poker things. nights, poker nights. Yeah. Eight weeks. Uh, this is our eighth yep. week in a row of playing yep. poker for We're gonna start coin. doing that too. It's Ooh, that'd so, be fun. Every it's week. So, it's yeah. so fun, honestly. And like, I would play with you guys uh, poker the way we do it because it's like everyone has video and it's like, you're sitting at the table looking at That's everybody awesome. around the table. Yeah. We're going to do it, that for sure. It feels just like playing poker in, in real life. And, and so uh, how does that work with the uh, crime coin? Well, you just start the game and you give everyone a thousand stack and, but everyone who you add to the game, because you're the guy who starts it, yeah. you just make sure that they've paid the buy-in to you. Right. Yes. So, and that's a direct yeah. thing. It's just direct. It's five, five CC. When we started doing poker, and, and, and it was no 50 fee or, to do that, to go, to, 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 go yeah. coin for coin there's no transaction fee or anything no. like that so it's, it's all like, side yeah it's all yeah. side chain so it, it, there is no transaction processing fee or either gas fee or anything like that and so you just get to exchange money with your friends that you're gambling with in the same way you would venmo but you instead of having right. to do venmo all the stuff you just yes you, know, you can do it in the same way directly. in the same way you would with the ones that you would have on tour playing dice yeah and you know how like everyone one day everyone swaps like a 20 for ones and then like everyone rolls dice and like one person ends up with all the ones and then yeah. the next day they lose the ones to someone else right yeah the one yeah that's the currency you use to play it's the that currency game. is the ones, one you know? bills, yeah. exactly and that's kind of what it's like but i mean there's it also like you know when people aped in as they say in the in the crypto communities um day one they didn't know what they were buying but they were like okay Crime coin is 30 cents. I'll buy a hundred of them. It costs them 30 bucks. And now that $30 is worth 620 bucks. And they have, and that's, and that's the purchasing power of, of their crime coin now. So when I put something online in, in the private group on discord for, you know, for them to buy, it's really like, it costs them like a dollar or $2 for something that's like, you know, other people are now twenty bucks, thirty dollars for, yeah, right. And so, and so, people who actually like buy it and support it and hold it, they're actually getting rewards. They're getting paid to hold it, and um, it's growing in value. So their purchasing power grows with it. So it's like it's way more dynamic than just like, oh, you're investing in my currency and I'm getting rich off of it. It's not anything like that. Yeah, the, yeah we people were doing think it. you're selling the currency. Like they'll think, <laughs> oh, this is. I have yeah. this currency. Give me your money. No, like an you algorithm see, has the, the supply. Yeah, you're not getting the money. Yeah, no, no we don't get the money. Yeah, it's no. not like that. Yeah, I think um, Emory could have done a better job of explaining it. I do get that. I think I think people are like, what is all that they're getting bombarded I don't think by crypto? You can right explain now. it on board. It's not like you can do it's that. It's so hard to onboard you can't people. Explain it all. To, no, I know, but I mean, maybe something. I saw a cool. Well, I saw a cool video that Portugal the man did about what their coin was, so I thought that was just helpful. I'm just saying, yeah, it is new to people. McDonald made that point. I'm just agreeing. I think, yeah, no, and I think when I, mean? I was younger, I was better at onboarding people. Like especially, I mean, ten years ago was our first Kickstarter, and I think I did a lot better job, like being patient with people who were had skept, skeptical views or yeah. questions or were curious. And I think now, 
I just don't have as much because it's just like the information's there if you want it. But it's like people on Facebook, it's that boomer mentality of entitlement too. It's like, um, I'm going to ask the question and you need to answer it one-on-one and hold my hand through it in the comment yeah. section. It's like, right. here's a link. Yeah, Go I read like about, about it if you it, want, though. you know? I like that. I'm not saying it's bad to not. I'm just saying... You don't want to, I don't want to go convince a bunch of people that have no interest well, that's the thing, to like, come yeah. do it because they'll just be confused anyway. Right. So it's, I don't, that is just not, and if somebody's the, interested, then we'd be doing this over here. Yeah. And on the discord do. is where we actually are as a community are chatting about it and people are bringing up things and dropping links and sharing and learning together. And that's the vibe of a discord, yeah. but that's not the vibe of Facebook. No, no it's, it's all reactionary. It's all yeah. offense, reaction, trigger. Like that's the vibe of Facebook. So it just people love getting offended. That right. is yeah, but, uh, that, but, that's the but they best also thing like to have, have right a now. place to be. That's I mean, like the off the off platform experiences that are starting to happen in an ecosystems of discord and overlapping ways. I mean, and, and Facebook can be part of that. But you know, the when you feel like you get off of an internet, the open internet onto something on the side, it, you know as you can get comfortable that it, starts, it feels good. It feels like it you feel aren't good. in the, that place. Like you can eventually get to where you see that, that, that place is, you can just naturally recognize it as more as toxic as it is. And you can still participate there too. Right. But I mean, to you, me, it's like, it's like paying for like print ads after digital came out, like going back to Facebook feels like, so like, it's like a tradition. It's like, that's where the, the majority of people are. Like we have like 80,000 people that like our Facebook page. We have like 1200 people that are in our discord, but I almost spend mo- like 90% of my time on, on our discord because that's where all the value is. That's where yeah. the real engagement is. That's where the, the actual learning happens. Um, and Facebook is just like, we're fighting algorithms just to get a broadcast right. message out just to be yeah. like, Hey, we're doing something. <laughs> And then, and then like, when you do, they get the message. They just start yelling at you. Yeah, if they yeah. actually get tell, the message, then they're like, "Wait, telling you you, you need you need better PR." Like, I like your, you I, yeah, exactly. I like your old stuff better. Actually, that was it. Was so funny. Uh, like I said, ninety nine percent of people were like, "Oh, this is a cool idea. Maybe I'm interested. Maybe I'm not, or whatever." But you right. Know, but uh, like one of the first comments, the guy immediately says, "We this is a scam, and that we are scamming people out of their money." And ha- and especially in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> How like, could yeah, you? Come on. This can, can we get past? Can we get past though? We're in the middle of a pandemic. I think that's been done enough. Yeah. Just we on top of it. everything anybody else bad. Right. That anybody well, anything bad anybody ever does now, and in a pandemic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, then, and then the next guy, we we go. No, we're not scamming people. And then you're a liar. They called us an yeah. actual liar. They were calling me a liar and a deceiver of our fans. And, and they were bringing it back. Like some of these guys that were in like local bands that failed. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But if they ever hear this, but it's just true. They just failed and they're bitter and resentful about right. it. They were like, you, you lived off your fans donations. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like the Kickstarter. I'm like, that's not a GoFundMe dipshit. It's a pre-order. They like I, I, no one's holding a gun to their head. They're buying stuff from me, and you're mad, like because we like each other. People buy things from me. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like Emory fans have supported us for so long because, like you said, McDonald, you built up trust. You've done things. You've thought outside the box. You deliver. 
Exactly. Which is so funny too, because people will shit on. Oh man, the labels fucked over this band. Man. <laughs> the labels are terrible. The labels are yeah. terrible. As soon as you go out and do a Kickstarter or a crypto, right, you're right, all, right. you scamming, lying, month. You yeah. know, they, yeah. they all this stuff. Yeah. The worst you're part. You're just trying what, to be your. You're trying to be your own label. Here's what someone. So he goes, "You're a scammer. You're a. You're a liar. They're doing all this stuff." We respond back like, "Hey, you don't call us scammers and liars. You, you don't have to say yeah. a douchey comment or something, whatever, yeah. like that." They come back. How <gasps> Damn how you well, yeah. yeah. How that, dare you, yeah. You I'm not talk to me. You are like internet this. bullying me. Yes. You are. You know, I mean, somebody, <laughs> somebody said something like we were like trapped. What in the hell are yeah, you? It, are y'all are, it immediately goes to like calling people MAGA. Like yeah, we didn't yeah. even say anything. All we said is, hey, we yeah. created this thing. Check it out. Yeah. And, and yeah. all of a sudden we are liars and scammers. And if we if we say anything back, we're yeah. they you know what they no, they're so mad are, they want they, they are they, white they, male oh. christians who yeah. acted the same way to their girlfriend when their girlfriend you know you know what i mean right. oh you, you know you just you oh you know bro, acting like that and you hurt my feelings you shouldn't do that i mean it's so weak <laughs> I just, it makes me so mad like that's these guys well, they, the, they the expectation of that's what so, it's so many so many of them are men and i'm like you're stop I, yeah. I got kicked off Facebook for a day because I told somebody stop being a fucking pussy on the <laughs> and they kicked you off. I got I got banned from Facebook for a day. That's insane. For that. I know it's not fun at all. I hate it. like I was like, we can't even I can't call a grown man yelling at a band we, on Facebook about like a pussy. Right. Well, so they deleted uh they deleted a post I saw today in one of our groups of somebody who's who made a joke to somebody else. It was like a your mama joke. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, deleted a your maybe. mama joke. You cannot yeah, make it, jokes. Yeah, it, it, I mean it was like it was like your mom's a whore or something. But it was a, it wasn't it wasn't an, it's so serious. Know. It's so serious on Facebook. That's the thing too, is like uh, some guy said um can't say know, some guy some anymore. guy responded like, Well, people don't have to get it to think it's stupid, you know, yeah. to to our cryptocurrency <laughs> oh, thing. God. And I I said a meme that's well known on Twitter. And I said, just commented back, like, no, no punctuation. Have fun staying poor, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say. Like, if someone hates on Bitcoin or something you think has potential as an investment, they're hating on it. That's right. all you say it's, is HFSP. Have fun staying poor. You know, like that's and it gets under their me their skin. Like, but they but they didn't get the meme because this is Boomer Facebook, right? They didn't get it. They're like, what are you talking about? Poor people. Poor people actually struggle. Right. And like, you're calling people poor, and I'm like, no, someone called my project stupid, so I sent them a funny meme back. Like, uh, they just don't get it. Yeah. No, it bugs me. But you know, probably talking too much about it and there's people who are on facebook who are lovely and supportive of our band but the bad ones really tend to sour the experience for me yeah it is a small amount though but it, they just are so loud and stupid right but that, it's no, very that, stupid. i don't know if i agree that it's a small amount it feels like a large amount. <laughs> it feels like a lot I, I believe most fans are probably fucking idiots <laughs> Well, maybe that's everybody I'm in America. I mean, just maybe, but most no. fans of bands that I, I mean. Dude, very serious, very, very serious people are going to really, really hate you for saying that. Well, but no, I just. And then, like, and then, and then they're going to put that onto me and onto Toby that we said. The exact the people you're talking idiot. about are going to comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, I dealt with this with at, running the Ashley's Burn Facebook. Like, they're just fucking, they're idiots. Yeah, and, like I don't like them. I don't like them at all. They're think all right. How many times have you had an interaction with a fan that just was like, "Whoa, that was really fucking great." 
It's like one out of ten, right? Honestly, on Discord, it's every day like, for me. That's it's great. Yeah, but that's, but, but that's less than ten percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, I mean, yeah. that's your top four percent though yeah. of people that and on, are and, on your wavelength. And, and even on Twitter, it's better. But on Facebook, yeah. for some reason, it's like no matter what I post, there's going to be someone who's like, nope, duh, uh, I don't like it, don't get it, don't like it, don't care. I'm like, why do you follow this page? Yeah, I don't. Well, it's like when I tried to sell the uh, As These Burn book I wrote, the first one, they got so mad at me. Why are you posting this on your band's page, man? Why don't you go get your own back? You're using your band's page to try to sell shit to your to y'all's fans. Like, shut the fuck up. It's a book about the band of the page that you're on right fucking now. <laughs> What the fuck? Written, written what by a member. Written what? by a member of the band. Yeah, I, I'm in one of your favorite bands, and I wrote a book about that band. And you're saying, "Get the fuck out of here with this shit." You're scamming them again. There you go, scamming people. Yeah. Well, fans, well, you're scamming like people... ACB fans with ACB book. People assume it's, it's, it's sort of like an entitlement. It's the boomer entitlement of like expecting top-notch customer service. On yeah. a band's Facebook page, right? right. We're like yeah, the, yeah. the band is writing something personal, and they they come in like it's it's just like you're a company and you yeah. and they deserve yes, that's right. the customer is right and they deserve um, top notch customer service from you. And I'm they like, just I they want to ask to speak to the manager, basically. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I'm the manager. I'm the guy. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, that's what I said. Someone was like, I dropped a wiki link, and someone was like. Well, I wasn't really happy when they just dropped a link for me. I was hoping they would explain something to me. And I just replied, I'll, I'll fire the customer service rep, you know, for you. It's like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like that old uh, Chappelle show skit where they're like, like, they ask to speak to the manager, tell them, fuck it. I am the manager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this whole, uh, this whole sketch about how to be run a shitty copy store. Like yeah. Where you yeah. don't actually want the customers, but. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, and you, and maybe there's a way to be more patient. I know there's ways to sort of de-escalate and kill people with kindness, and you don't always have to block the trolls and all that. But like, I feel like the older I get, and the more that Facebook is what it is, and it feels like people are trapped in a prison, uh, like a psyop is happening with algos. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like the more I want to alienate them, uh, yeah, you got and the more I just the- don't. I don't like I don't like it. I want to rebel against it. You know? You're doing yeah. a good job, though. You're I, I like how you are using the term boomers uh, <laughs> so so much to, to identify. Like you know, you're stretching the boundary of boomer just because of its negative connotation to everybody you don't like. <laughs> you no, know, it's the millennial to boomer pipeline in that <laughs> it changes all millennial psyche into a boomer psychology. What what has made these people so tight is what I want to. <laughs> like well, what is using the- boomer as that blanket oh, yeah. you know you got it's just like it's just a hyper enemy, no it's just a go. hyper entitled <laughs> hyper paranoid conspiracy minded blowhard doofus buffoon is a boomer. synonymous with not liking classic crime low tech <laughs> no they could not like us it's fine what did you say uh, earlier dull <laughs> dull yes boring like too dull. serious i like dull yeah. that's funny dullards it, it's everywhere i wrote a blog post Noise. the other day going off about air fryers for like a thousand words just like calling it terrorism basically and a guy responded to my instagram saying 
Seems like a stretch, right? I mean, terrorism. <laughs> He's like, I mean, in the grand scheme, this isn't that big of a deal, and you seem pretty angry about it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It, it right. was a, yeah. So that, when people say stuff like that, you you shouldn't have to say it, but it needs to be assumed that that is lo- just low intelligence. You mm. know, otherwise they're bad actors. So the benefit of the doubt to that person is that they're dumb. Is the best you could say. For somebody yeah, to, yeah. to act that way, and my, I think it is. I think it's a, a choice thing to do is assume it's a choice to dumbness. It's a choice to assume. I mean, because the the choices of the reader to be offended, to feel morally superior. I mean, it's like a little bit of a dopamine hit to call someone out for being a little bit ridiculous. I mean, don't you think it's ridiculous that you would call <laughs> air fryers terrorism? <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, I'm right. You're wrong. Right. You know, like yeah, that feels it, good. It, it's a submission <laughs> right. dominance thing. It, you could say that, but maybe just dumb yeah. or something would be nicer, more yeah. benevolent way to look at it. Just let it go. I mean, socially inept. Yes, of course. Low EQ. Yeah, probably. And then, if, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. we really yeah. live in an age too. When somebody says something like that to you, if you go, hey, stop being an asshole. They go, you don't have to. You oh. called me an asshole. All oh. I did was ask you. You stabbed them. I, yeah. I mean, that, that like. the. Oh. Ended hurt you could ever but you can't i mean you can't call somebody a name anymore you just re-traumatize anything me. like i mean like it's, <laughs> I, I sound like a, a super old white guy <laughs> in my day you could call people names i'm just saying you can't like say fuck off or you you piece of shit or you, i actually i, mean, I actually you think can't do the that, best the best thing that you can tell someone who's being ridiculous is shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> i think it's still kind of the best just it's, it's right on the nose. It's easily interpreted. It's applicable to anything. Someone <laughs> is saying something stupid online. I do this on Twitter. I will just no, no punctuation, just shut the fuck up under posts that I think are stupid, where I think people are being stupid. And yeah. it's worked a few times. Like someone, I don't know, Kings of Leon or something said something about something. And someone said, oh, I like your old stuff, blah, blah, blah. It was like some lame <laughs> fan just being lame. <laughs> And I just like saw it and I was just like, shut the fuck up underneath that guy. <laughs> and he came around. He's like, you know what? This has been bugging me, but you're right. My comment was a little too critical. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, well, that's true, though. That's true. Yeah. A lot of people are just they didn't realize that it's a real person. Of, they don't think of it that way. Yeah. And, that, and that's right. just a low EQ or a, a, a new. It probably needs to be actually called something else because it's like. Right. You know, it probably needs its own name, but it's just lack of self-awareness. Yeah, but in, this, in a narrow, particular way and realm, but it's very cool right. that that caused reflection in him that he then, you know, no, repented we, over whatever. Yeah. But what would be awesome is no, Kings Leon. Yeah. That, but you, you really hooked them up by like, I did. I that's did what because, bands should do for each because other. Because it was triggering of me because I've been in that situation where I yeah, try to right. share something that I'm proud of with people. And then they use that that time to comment about what they don't like. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's right. not the time that you weigh it's in. It's just bad manners, really. It's just, it's like, just everyone's just uncouth. so entitled to weigh in, and they, I, I just felt like I would do it. I would do whatever the king's guy a, a favor by telling this person to shut the fuck up. And he doubled down after, and then like a day later came back <laughs> and apologized. <laughs> so I just feel like STFU is just a really functional way to mm-hmm. kind of call people out, and it's so vague. You don't mm-hmm. get into the weeds with people. Right, that's true. You let them sort of reflect on what they said that they needed to shut up about. Yeah, and, and that's they better than a weird arrive. emoji that's passive. That, right, right. And, or it's better than being too specific because then it's an attack. Yeah, then you, but then you never get back to what you're ever all, talking about. Exactly. If you're specific. All, it doesn't all I'm all I want them to know is that 
I want them to shut their fucking mouth. <laughs> and they can decide what they said made me feel that they way. They can't ask you for evidence of that. No. That's no. just what you think. And you what I think is a random person in the crowd. Shut up. Yeah. Which is better? Like- shut the fuck up or sit take a seat sit right take down seat. Yeah. take a seat or, no do sit better. all the way sit do all better. the way down do sit better. all the way down all the way down yeah. with your privilege i love thinking of uh, mcdonald <laughs> just trolling big bands websites <laughs> just where, defending their not their, not today on uh, mumford and sons <laughs> <laughs> website <laughs> not today susan <laughs> They work hard, okay? That would be cool if bands all police for each, each other. If you had Kings of Leon in there, like, cleaning up for smaller bands, too. Yeah, about yeah. that. If they just spent an hour or two, well, it pay wasn't it back. That's how official. you should pay it, it back like if you the, make it big. You should go back and police smaller bands. Yeah, and it wasn't presence. even their official uh, Twitter. It was, like, one of the members. I don't know why I followed him. One of the Follow Will brothers or whatever. He was always funny on Twitter. Um, and so I followed him, like, years ago, but and then it's so it's his personal account and he's sharing something personal and it's just like and someone's just i i don't know it just triggers me i'm like this is not the time or place son <laughs> and it works you know it worked so this is not the time or place son it <laughs> says it's not boomer sit the fuck down <laughs> shut the fuck up all the way down. Your, your elder son that's right well we gotta get off of here but i did want to make a correction man you didn't tell you said you weren't in it you were just in wall's coin to learn Right, but, I have some. I own some. But before we made the Walls coin, you told me you want to be uh, swimming in money like Jeremy Camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you said. You said you wanted Camp money. Yeah, I said I want Jeremy Camp money. You you, <laughs> you gotta kneel before the throne to get that kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think his movie did huge. Uh, the oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I mean, yeah, he Mike, had. A, yeah. It was the fault. They were saying they were going to do that after the, uh, what well, the, I can only imagine movie was so big. And yeah. then Jeremy Camp had a movie that already came out and everything, right? No, Ooh. now it's coming out after that other movie. But it's yeah, going it, to make a ton of money. Like or it already, that. it's already out or something. But yeah, I think it made a, I think it made a ton of money. No, yeah. Now that's where you make the good money, not mm. launching Camp Coin. <laughs> oh, I know. The Mercy Me guy. Uh, remember they told us There's better uh, ways to make money. Do we tell you all that? The Mercy Me guy put in, no one was funding his movie, so he put in uh, like a million dollars, no, seven million dollars, I think, of his oh, own Just money. of his own money? Yeah, oh, my God. And that was probably one million. Like, I'm pretty sure, I thought it was, I thought it was a lot. It was definitely at least one million, so, uh, one to seven million, somewhere in that range, right? Anyway, a million dollars of money because uh, I thought it was seven because I thought she said he took a gamble and funded himself. Maybe took out loans or whatever. I don't know. But and then it, I think first weekend it made thirty five million, and then it it did the same. Like I think it it, it did like a hundred million or something like mm. that. Something mm. insane. Those aren't where, the numbers I remember, but at least it's sure. in, it's it could be. I mean, I was thinking it was like. It made twenty or something million, or at least. I mean, it's definitely tens no, it, of tens of millions of dollars. It kept it growing. Made, no I'm, I'm almost certain yeah. it was because all the churches went. I, pr- I promise. Yeah. Maybe it, it was I, huge. I, mean, I wish it I could was look just, it just whatever it was. They were astonishingly high numbers of min, tens of millions of dollars. Like more. It did, you know, did eighty six million, and the budget was seven million. So that was bought. I said seven, seven yeah, motherfuckers. So yeah. he paid for all of it. He paid for the yeah, entire budget, or at least a lot. Maybe not all of it, but I know he paid a big 
personal income. But how much? Uh, how much do you say it did? How many? Eighty-six million. Eighty-seven. Wow. So Seven million did. is tiny budget for. That's a so oh, yeah. really yeah. tiny, especially. Yeah. I mean, they had Dennis Quaid. I don't know how much he, know. he got yeah. of that. Like Dennis yeah. Quaid probably like, yeah, I'll do it, but I need like a million bucks. Oh Just, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. they they knew. Wow, we make this, the Christians will come. And they oh, were yeah. right, right? I mean, but, it, it, have it you seen the movie? No, I've just, seen part of it. It was not good. No? no. I, I I didn't watch it. I can't I can't judge. I will remain silent. I will shut the fuck up. Well, it's funny how not good it is and how <laughs> a not good movie and not that good of a script will make like Dennis Quaid is very good in a lot of yeah. movies. Yeah. Like yeah. The, oh, I love Inner like the space. rookie and like, I mean, he has some movies. He's just really good. What, what movie was that? Inner Space? Inter- y'all never, I knew y'all. Was, I, love, I love Inner Space. You know Inner Space? Uh, yeah, y'all are too young space. for it. Mark yeah, Short. I guess y'all are too young for it. Inner Space is awesome. You know who else is in that movie? Rick Moranis. Uh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. That was Spaceballs. Martin no, no, Short. Sure. Was it Martin? Martin oh, Short? Oh, Martin Short. Inner right. Space, yeah. Yeah, Martin Short, not not uh, Rick Moranis. <laughs> What's really funny is Chorus Leachman is in... Uh, I can only imagine it. You ever, she's been on the uh, roast on Comedy Central before. Oh yeah, right. awesome. She is so dirty. Yeah. I mean, she was oh, really dirty. She oh my gosh, that. you guys, Rally is pumping. What? Nice. Rally's up 20%, you guys. Oh, hell yeah. It's back to a dollar. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Hey, everyone check, everyone check. Uh, Emery Coin and Crime Coin, by the way, is on Rally. It's over a dollar. It's a dollar right now. Hell wow. Yeah. Our there base coin, oh, yeah. Our base coins pumping. So that means everybody who owns our coins are getting a boost by 20%. Yeah. And whoever didn't, hey, oh, didn't hey. buy it fucked up. Yeah. If you didn't buy it, you really too late. Should now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to the moon. I know exactly <laughs> the person that didn't buy it. They're sitting there right now reading their ESV and you know, Leviticus. They got their palm pilot. <laughs> with Fox News in the background. <laughs> with Fox News. Yeah. In their mansion in the Paul country. Pilots. They, still have, <laughs> they still have Paul Pilots. This is a boomers, man. <laughs> hey, this thing, this thing's pretty good. Yeah, it's got a touch screen and everything. All right. <laughs> All right. Ha, 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 ha,